everyone, welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, your place to get the latest news, events, and discussion in the world of PlayStation, PC, and Xbox gaming. I am your host, LeBron Dawkins, and back with me tonight are my co-hosts. You know, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. He's the man who keeps ghost energy in business. The one and only Mr. Andre Wilson. Got counting right now. See, see, yeah, yeah, like, uh, dude, when you dude, right now, dude, when you get some sponsorships, let me know. Let me know. Yeah, I will send you the first case. <laughs> What's going All on, right. everyone? Happy Tuesday! Happy, happy spooky season! If you are a fellow ha- Halloweener, that makes it, any sense. Oh, Halloweener. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah, I can't. Right. I legit tried to. You know what? We're gonna move right past that. Happy, happy spooky season. That's All right. My, and- all right, and sitting to and sitting to my left right now is the is the daddy of all dad sims, Mr. Stojan Jovic. What's up, man? You know what I discovered last week is that brewer that brewing simulator is mm-hmm. uh, they delayed it. They delayed it. Oh, yeah, uh, they probably lame. they probably heard all the trash talking you were saying about you want about you remember how we were like is it real my elitist attitude about it because I'm yeah. like yeah. they're not gonna yeah. do it right. It's not gonna be accurate <laughs> enough for me. And they would probably be like, "Shit, guys, he's on to us. We got to change us. it. <laughs> yeah, we got to pull a cyberpunk and change it. Everything. Hey-o. Yeah. Right. And uh, and if you noticed, uh, guest host. If you notice, I'm, I'm drinking G Fuel. So G Fuel, if you want to sponsor <laughs> me too, please sponsor me. I think they sponsor anybody. Completely cut them off. I'm just drinking plain old water in, in, out of an Under Armour bottle. So Under Armour, if you want to sponsor me, like particularly the Rocks clothing, you know. Hey, but I'm, I'm wearing it. Dwayne, so there you go. Dwayne Johnson collection. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. As Ron was saying, if you haven't noticed, we have a special guest. He is the fastest fist in the tower. He is the Saint 14 helmet wearing man, the bubble boy himself, Corey Dawkins. Everyone. What? 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 Corey, Corey Dawkins, everyone. Corey and Corey I are Dawkins. not married. Corey Dawkins. Der- I looked at LeVon's name before I said Corey. Corey and I are not married. Corey, uh, Corey Dawkins. Corey, does it's your fine. Corey, does your wife know we're a thruple? Does your wife know this? I looked at uh, your name no, before I said I Corey. I don't think so. I think I, I, well, think I requ- regret my decision. Well, she is in the chat, and she did have something to say about this. So. <laughs> no, she's not in the chat. That would be funny, though. She's not. She was. She's in the living room, probably watching 90 Day Fiance or... <laughs> okay guys how's it going like you guys already (laughs) kind of got like a like a taste of how my day has been going how are you guys doing it's it's going you know Mm -hmm. living the dream Mm -hmm. living life doing the parenting thing that's fun working yeah yeah so much fun yeah it's the best it's great i want to change it for the world my day is just fine that's it well, uh, Corey, your son's your son's adenoids are out. Or is he? Is his sleep patterns getting better? Nope. Uh, Next question. <laughs> has his has has the surgery healed up? Oh yeah, yeah, it heals in like less than a day. The way they do it now. What? Did, so. What did they go in and they like cauterize? And, yeah. Oh, that that's gotta hurt though. It I, apparently it doesn't because my daughter also had the same surgery and it they they were bouncing off the walls like as soon as they woke up so oh oh snap because I I feel like I feel like I would be an absolute mess uh, as adults 
as adults, it's a as an adult. If you get your tonsils or your adenoids removed, it is extremely traumatic. Mm. As as a child, uh, it is uh, much 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 easier to bear. So good to know because like my if if you need to get your tonsils out right now, good luck. Good to know because my doctors actually thought about like getting uh, like like yanking yanking my tonsils out back when I was having like really bad problems with sinus infections and stuff like that. So thank yeah, thank God that um right. that's gonna hurt, bro. Thank God. No, 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 no. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Ah, uh, well, I missed you guys. I missed you guys. You too, Corey. Like you're not always. Here. I missed you you're, too. You're not always here. I especially miss Stoy. I haven't seen him in a hot minute. Remember the days where we would talk about Xbox on a podcast? Those were the days. Uh, yeah. the days. Now there's yeah. barely any Xbox news. Like like besides just all this Activision Blizzard bullshit. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Like you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you know. So hey, it's good to see you guys tonight. Um, and. As we as we get settled into the show, like let me just go ahead and let you know that you please do not forget that you are checking out the Crossroads podcast, which comes to you every week to bring the latest news, rumors, games, and general discussion in the world of PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. Crossroads airs live on Tuesday nights on YouTube.com slash Exodus803, normally at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless there's some type of crazy ass like technical difficulties or you know the host does not realize he's not getting text messages from friends, family, and people that love him. And, you know, mm-hmm. an implosion happens. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> As always, you it's can have... okay. It's okay. <laughs> you don't need to be glued to your phone all the time. You know what? I actually, I actually revel in the fact that, you know, I'm one of those people... I'm breaking up the housekeeping here, but hold on a second. Back when I back when after I lost my job at GameStop, it took me a while to get re. It took me a while to to get gainful gainfully employed. And when I say a while, it took me over two years because I had a very vast resume by that by that point. I was in my mid mid thirties at that point, so I'd done a lot of jobs and stuff. Uh, but um, but yeah. So over time, like you know, like I depleted my savings and all that stuff. You know, wound up having to sacrifice things. The last thing to go was a cell phone. Like it was the last thing to go, and and, and I was without a cell phone for probably a little over a year. Um, until I got the job that I'm in now, uh, my IT, my IT career and stuff like that. Um, and let me tell you, like the moment, the moment you get used to being, to being off the grid where basically no one can reach you, you appreciate it so much. I have people who get mad at me because, um, because like it's gotten, my cell phone's gotten so matter of fact that I will literally walk out the door with it and be halfway to my destination, realize I don't have my phone. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need it. <laughs> and I just keep going. <laughs> I just keep going. Three hours later, I come back, you know, phone's blowing the hell up because like I, everybody thought I fell off the face of the earth, but no, it's just, I left my phone, you know, and, and it's one of those things I got used to not, I got used to not being plugged in, which is funny because like anytime you hang out with me and you see me, I'm always on my phone, but I can just as easily walk away and forget it. Like there, there are literally days, there are literally days like when I'm, when like I'm like I'm home and I will go downstairs in the living room and watch something, play a video game on the big TV, leave the phone upstairs, leave the phone upstairs. And usually my, using my smartwatch is on the charger. So, well, and, that, and that's the problem I have with other people is that other people are so like damn connected to this, that especially like, you know, you could communicate at the touch of a few buttons. And it's like, if you don't respond back within a couple of minutes, they get pissed off. Why? They get pissed. They get pissed off. Like, yeah. Why? Like, do you really need that comfort of being close to someone, even though it's on a phone? Like you need to have constant feedback. Like, 
that's the one thing like it's always bugged me that people have to like communicate with their spouses over text like all day every day where it's like i could literally go a full 12 hours without even saying a word to my wife in a day over the phone uh, over phone text anything <laughs> i do there could be a literal like 12 hours like i mean even today whoa, 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 i didn't, I didn't see her all day i didn't see her all day and literally we just passed each other like ships in a night today mm. it was like she's like hi i'm going to a friend's house i'm like all right see you later <laughs> like that was it that's pretty cool actually that's pretty cool because i feel like i feel like some, we I feel don't like need of- to be all up in each other's grill we gotta you gotta respect people's privacy and you gotta understand that sometimes people aren't just like the hair's yeah. width away from yeah. You know, needing, yeah. I don't know. Well, people I, are not comfortable well, I, being well, I by agree. I'm not, I'm not absolutely codependent on, on, on my significant other. I wasn't attacking like you. I wasn't attacking you. I'm just kind oh, of no. venting oh, in no, general. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, I know. I know. People because, are no, it's, too it's a real, codependent. It's a real, it's a real problem though. You know, like, and, and you know, like some people like, so, I, I, I tweeted earlier today, like what's, what's your love language? Do you text back too fast or do you take too long to text? <laughs> Stuff like that. It's been it's been interesting. Even somebody who's on the show right now actually accused me of uh, being a text too faster, <laughs> which is ironic considering how the day turned out. So yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to the housekeeping real fast. Uh, as always, you can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast locations to get audio versions of the show, uh, which are hosted on th- which are which are hosted Wednesdays. Uh, over at the various sites. Um, also, the video recap of the show can be found early Thursday mornings at youtube.com slash network. And if you want to see all any previous episodes of our show, all episodes of Crossroads can be found at bossrush.net. If you like the show and you're checking us out right now live on YouTube, please consider subscribing and also giving us a, a thumbs up, a like, and also turn on notifications uh, so you know when the next episode is airing of the show. And please remember to share, rate, and review us if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast. We would love all right, fellas. Now that's out of the way. Hey guys, what have we been playing this week? Who wants to? Who wants to go first? You know, I'll actually, go first. I'll go okay, first. You, you go first. All right. So All right. I was. So a little bit of a, a little bit of Destiny, a little bit of um, Zelda, and then actually on. Wait, Zelda. Were you still doing Ocarina of Time? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, and then um, at, what day was it? I think it was like Friday or Saturday. A homie of mine told me to watch the new cyberpunk Edge Edge Runner Edge Runner uh, Edge Runner show. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm like, I heard about the hype. I was like, all right, you know what? I got nothing to do. I was like, sure. And I watched like the first episode, and I was like, I was like, holy shit, this is good. So then, so then I watched two and three. And prior to my friend telling me, he's like, when you watch the show. You will get so hooked that you that you'll want to play Cyberpunk again. And so you're one. Like, so you're one to two million. You're one to two million. Well, no, I had it right, and I've been playing. <laughs> no, 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 it like, no, 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 no. I mean, you're one to two million concurrent players. <laughs> oh yeah, he told me like apparently like since that's come out, Steam has just skyrocketed. He's got a got a bump. Yeah. So yeah. So like I watched the first episode and I was like, yo, this is like really cool. So then I watched the. Uh, Two and three, and then I was like, "All right, fuck it," and I just started playing Cyberpunk a lot this weekend. So, so the question: So, are you rerunning it, or are you or are you just playing from your old save? I'm just playing from my old save because, like, I played it. I think pre, um, pre this new season of Destiny, I was just uh-huh. like, su- I was just like super into it. And then it's basically the game for me when like there's not a whole lot to do in Destiny. I kind of just like throw that on and I just kind of just like vibe out and trying to 
just go about my day. But what's cool is that there's edge runner things in the actual game of Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. So oh. you, yeah, yeah. So you can get like David's jacket from the game, and there's tips and and clues and tidbits around Night City that they have left for you in the game wait, wait, the show. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. So wait, is this is this because of a patch, or was this always in the game and we just didn't know about it? It was a patch that when the anime dropped. Got they, it. Okay. Okay. It. So, like in the game, you can go find like Dave's jacket. You can go find X Y Z. You have to go find it in the city, and there's clues everywhere. Mm. So okay. Now, okay. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. yeah that is. Yeah. Really it's cool. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I I'm I I have to ask this question, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Were you already having fun with Cyberpunk before this happened, or? Or or were um, you or, or were you one of the people that weren't really impressed by it? But you know, like it's vi- it's a very striking game. You know, if you have yeah, dec- right. if you have decent equipment, you know, because you're yes. playing on PC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was at first I wanted the game when it first came out, and then I heard I just saw like the whole nightmare situation. So I was like, all right, screw it. And then and then I waited. I think it was. I think it's been two years now. And I think I think I bought it couple months ago but i was humming and hawing for a while and i kept googling things prior to buying it i'm like it's cyberpunk fix and there was a whole bunch of yeses and a whole bunch of no's and i'm like i'm like ah, i don't know so then one day i think I it's been just... fixed for at least a few months i mean yeah, ever since they put out the ps5 x the series x upgrade mm-hmm. like, it's been largely fixed yeah, yeah it's been it's been super well so there was a there was a steam sale and cyberpunk was it went from like 89 to like 40 45 bucks and I was like, I'm like, oh, like, shit, I'll never see this again. I'm like, you know what? If it's he's not that, ladies and gentlemen, he's saying eighty nine dollars Canadian. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm the only one in here that's from Canada. So, no, no, I have to, no, I have to I have to put that disclaimer out sometimes because like it will it will cause confusion. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. So anyway, long story short, it was on sale. I pulled the trigger. I bought it. I was a little hesitant going to it, but now that I am where I am in the game, I'm I'm. I can understand the hype and joy around it. It's a lot of fun. But I enjoyed I enjoyed the game what I was playing of it. I, I'm a day oneer. Like I got a day one, you know. Like wow, I mean, like okay. I I sank Brave I, soul. I sank money into a graphics card. So yeah, you I you best believe I was getting a fucking day one. Uh, yeah, I, I got it. I got a day one too. Yeah, so I, I, I was also did. I played the Xbox One version on the Series X though. Yeah, same. I was I was a day oneer, and even <clears> with, and even running on a on a on a twenty series graphics card, like I didn't have that many problems. Like you know, like it, of course it wasn't going to hit sixty frames, which you know, hey, forty eight frames is good for me. You know, like it's better than it's better than I 30. think I hit like fifty six frames or something. Oh, nice on a ten seventy. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's I not, know. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah. So um, so yeah. So I mean. I was so yeah. I haven't been back into into Night City with all these. Actually, I, the very first patch, the very the, the big patch that basically got PS Five and Xbox people back on. Like yeah, that was yeah. that was the last time I played it. But I haven't played the the three subsequent pl- patches there yet. And you know, like it's at the point where when I do get back into it, I have to start over. So yeah. But That's I fair. enjoyed I enjoyed Cyberpunk, and, and a lot of people that and a lot of people that listen to, to Crossroads over the last ninety six episodes know that I'm a champion of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like. This, like shit, like like we used to have a Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven segment on the show, basically because we Holy. talked about it. Well, it was more like it was more like there was always Cyberpunk news, so like it was, oh, it was part fair. for the course. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was part for the course for the show yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. So uh, hi, buddy. So good. So, that, so good. Thank you. So good on you. So yeah. So if anyone hasn't played it in a while, 
Why is he waving banana at us? I don't know. My son just brought me a banana, so I'm just gonna. I have a banana now. Um, if, if anyone, if anyone hasn't played it since, that was kind of spontaneous, wasn't it? It was very spontaneous. He's opened the door. He's like banana, and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so if anyone hasn't played it since the anime has dropped, I highly suggest you boot it up and play it because there's some new things in the game. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Um, Zelda Destiny. Nope, that's all. That's all she all right, wrote. Cool. All right, cool. All right, story. You're up. Uh, more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. I have a question. I, uh, yes. <laughs> How's that? Going? I have a question. You're playing. It's, you're you're playing the DLC though, the Siege of Paris, I, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. Did I talk? I I talked about beating it last week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I did. I because I because I beat the main campaign, and then I moved on to um. I moved on to the Siege of Paris, and I actually, uh, I actually just finished that one. Um, and that one is like old school Assassin's Creed. It's actually really cool because, because you actually have to hunt for ways to kill your targets. Mm-hmm. I always so, like, love that when like you have to find the route that's safest to kill the person. Yeah, and there's actually multiple different ways to do it, and the 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 area that you're in sets it up so like say for example you got this target you have to kill this guy and he's in the church so like you have to find but the church is like surrounded by guards like you could hop the gates and maybe just like try to kill everybody whatever but that's not fun so what you want to do is you want to kind of investigate oh you found out by someone saying there's a hidden underground entrance but you need to kill the guard with the key so you kill the guard with the key you go use that underground entrance and then you come to find that um, this guy is holding like a secret ceremony in the basement. So you have to disguise yourself as someone to go into this secret uh, uh, thing that he's doing in the basement, the secret um, uh, whatever it is. And then you disguise yourself and then you kind of like land the killing blow and then you get out. Or you could just be a dick, kill everybody as you walk in and then just kind of do that, whatever. But yeah, it's, it's really cool because there's like multiple different ways to do it instead of just kind of like how the last couple of Assassin's Creed games have been. It's like, oh, look, there he is sitting in the middle of the square. You just jump from a treetop, just stab him, and you move on with your day. This is, like, actually more of the old school, like, investigating and, you know, multiple different paths. Like, it's really cool. Is this so, one of the, uh, like, the targets where they they have, like, a certain path that they walk around and you have to time it? Oh, okay. No. no um, Those ones were always hard because, like, you had to really precisely figure it out. So there was like one, for example, you find um, you, you find out he's standing, he's standing right above a large cross okay. in the church, and it's like you you know you sneak in through the rooftop and you get this message like, hey, there is some structural damage around that cross, so it's like, hey, my target is standing right underneath that large cross that's barely dangling off the wall, I'm gonna destroy the cross and it's gonna land right on top of him. So cool. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. But um, I didn't realize how close the siege of Paris was to real life events. Um, because that's the one thing I really like about Assassin's Creed games is they actually blend actual historical events. Uh, to the game, and there was an actual Viking siege of Paris, where uh, Charles the Fat, as as he was named in um, in in, in real life, he was the king of Fran- Francia at the time. And, uh, yeah, he got involved, and he made a deal with all these Vikings 
at the time to just be like, hey, I'm going to give you all this silver and we'll give you pieces of land. Just leave us alone. And a lot of the people from France at the time were kind of pissed off. They were like, why are you making a deal with these fucking Vikings? You know, we want our land back. So that's when France decided to kind of split apart once Charles uh, couldn't be king anymore. So, but yeah, the, the, the game, the DLC is that centered around those events at the time. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I joined up on a podcast to talk about Castlevania, so I had to brush up on my Castlevania knowledge. And the two games that I played a lot of were Lament of Innocence and Curse of Darkness for the PlayStation 2. Well, and uh, I don't know if you guys ever played those. I didn't. I don't think I've ever even I've, knew that those existed. I've tried. I, I tried. Actually, I tried out both of them. I never beat them. I never beat them. Like, it, the last, the last, the last modern Castlevania game. Well, shit, modern. <laughs> it's vintage at this point. Symphony of the Night was the last Castlevania game that I actually beat. But I have played. I have tried out the newer ones, like Lords of Shadow, for example. Um, yeah, I played that. And, and a couple of the other ones. Um, I thought about getting the uh, Castlevania collection uh, that came out, but I was like, "Am I really going to play it?" Because like they're honestly like the GBA games. You know, I'm like, I was, and I was one of those people. Well, some of those you can't even find anymore. Like actually, Kid Dracula, I don't think was ever released in America. Oh, oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so that's so that's a good place to get it and play yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, Lament of Innocence was it, it, apparently there's an actual Castlevania timeline. So there's, mm. it, it's like kind of like the Legend of Zelda timeline, except it doesn't uh, split off into three branches. But um, yeah, so Lament of Innocence, which came out on the PlayStation 2, it kind of wanted to do a little bit of what God of War was doing at the time, where it made it like third person, free roaming action adventure. And um, it took the Symphony of the Night formula and put it into a 3D environment. And it, it was doing it did really well. Like, I actually really enjoyed the game. But it was like the first game in the canonical timeline. Mm. So that was when uh, your main character, Leon Belmont, uh, first defeated Dracula for the first time. And he said at the end, my entire family will hunt you down to the ends of the earth. Mark my words. And it's like, wow. Okay. That's, a, it, that's intense. Yeah, that was. It was, it was intense. Amazing. The only well, Castlevania game I ever played was Castlevania 64. Oh, that's mm. terrible. That's a terrible one, mm. man. That's mm. the best one. Don't let them tell you anything. That any is different. the word that a Corey. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad that they had to remake the game 10 months later. <laughs> Who's the With, character uh, in that game? Uh, Something Belmont Blocky or something like that. Belmont. Yeah. Blocky. No, the um, no, that game did so bad that and that the actual creators of the game took it out of the timeline. They said it doesn't count. Holy shit. Wow. You're fighting skeletons on motorcycles in that game. That's cool. It's like, I mean, it's like a ghost I'd be, rider. Yeah, I, I'd be cool with that, but it's Castlevania. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I played Lords of Shadow because that was a really good one. That was supposed to be a reboot of the entire series where it's like a whole new origin story of Dracula and everything. And then uh, Lords of Shadow 2 was like a dumpster fire. And uh, it did it did extremely poorly to the point where even the developers of that game came out in like open letters saying, yeah, we knew the game that we were making was a big pile of shit. It's because the game director, like you, you could look up the story because the game director was apparently an asshole throughout the entire development process. So. Yeah. 
That's it. All right. All yeah. right. Hey, Corey, uh, your turn. Hey, what? Oh, games. Let me guess what you've been playing, Corey. <laughs> Go ahead, guess. Not Destiny. <laughs> I have been playing Destiny, actually. Uh, I also, we we ran King's Fall this weekend, and guess what you I got? You got the touch! <laughs> I did. Or it touched touch. me. hey We got the touch! Great song, by the way. Great song. We got the power. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can, touch you, of malice. can you tell can you tell us a little bit more about it? Touch of malice? Yeah. Yeah. What, or uh, being touched by Oryx, whatever you want to pick. Technically you're being touched by Toland, but that's a different story. Uh different Touch of Malice is Touch of Malice is the exotic uh weapon from the raid from the King's Fall raid that just kind of drops randomly to anyone at the end. Uh and what it does is um, you can shoot an infinite amount of bullets out of it without reloading. But once you get to the final bullet in the magazine, it starts draining your life. Uh, but the catch is in the raid when you're shooting Oryx, you have an uh, like a invincibility kind of aura. So it counteracts the uh, exotic perk to it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is touch stronger against orcs? I think I think people use it because it uh you just fire. you don't have to reload it. Yeah, you just fire none. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think I think pound for pound. Well, first of all, you don't want to use a primary on a raid boss. Uh, you're gonna want to use that <coughs> typhon, whatever they call it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the typhon. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you have to use a primary, I think pound for pound outbreak perfected. With the catalyst is stronger, God, but the fact that, that it, yeah, oh gosh, it's the only gun. I never take it off. I know that's uh, all you ran when we did it. I was like, he's not taking this off. I'm not. Why would I? It's so good. It, it's an okay gun. No, dude. When you get headshots, it shoots little bombs I, out of it that I, home onto other enemies. I have it, and I have the caddy for it. So, well, you know, why don't you just go play with your glaive or something? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I got that. That was pretty exciting this weekend. Um, I don't know if Josh knows yet. I did put it in the Discord, but he never checks the Discord. So, uh, and then my nephews came over this weekend and we played some Smash Brothers. Uh, and, uh, who won? We played me. Okay, I swear. one of them win. They got <laughs> It's ruthless. <laughs> I saw the uh, I, I saw the I saw the photo op you and the boys took. Yeah, they were excited because like they never really get to play games with me. Uh, but then my the my older nephew wanted to play Fortnite, so I let him and I let my younger nephew play my Switch, and uh, I did <laughs> I did our social media stuff for the first half of the week. Um, but man, we, I gave my nephew, my older nephew, a hard time because he kept saying he was a sweat at Fortnite. Oh no! He started using he started using all these like terms that I was, you know, make older people cringe. Was, and, he, uh, was he cranking nineties and and flopping? Dude, he people? won. He won six. He won six times in solos. While That's insane. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, nine. That's. Is that even healthy? <laughs> I don't know. Good lord. But he was all excited because I have like a bunch of skins and he doesn't have any. 
really, because he's nine and doesn't have any money or a job. Uh, so, uh, he was like looking at all the skins that I had because I bought the Destiny skins and I bought the Master Chief skin and you know the skins I would use if I actually played Fortnite, but don't. Um, so it was fun. It was fun. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Nine uh, times though. That's. Yeah, dude. I was, I was like, like I wanted to make fun of him so bad for using all these terms, but like I can't make fun of him if he's winning. <laughs> yeah, homie, just like, shit on you if you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like one v one me. I'm like, no, I'd smoke you in secret. Like, I'm like, no, I'm yeah. Like, to a nine year old. <laughs> oh man, you know what you should have done though? You should have, uh, you should have played him, and then be like, I just let you win. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but then inside I would have been hurting. You would like want to be won him, and as Zavala, he'd like no scope you, and then just emote over your dead body, and then you like, no, he's like, he's like, what? You don't have this dance? You don't have this thing? I'm like, no, I don't. You don't understand. I don't play Fortnite all that much. I only it's only installed because I know you're gonna want to play it when you come over here. Like that's literally the only reason why it's installed. Oh, look at, and you, like, look I, at you being an awesome an awesome uncle. Look at you. And I was like and I said I only buy the skins just in case I want to play, you know, then I will be Master Chief or Scarlet Witch or whatever. Uh which by the way, I have to say it's a good thing that I'm not into Fortnite because if I was, I would we would be living in a cardboard box and I'd have to get you, one of those. You'd be, buying, you'd be buying all that shit. You should have yeah, been dude. here the one day I talked about my Fortnite obsession back in the day before the De- destiny. It was terrible. It's terrible. Oh my gosh. It's just like, Oh my gosh. This thing, this, 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 these skins, like it's so cool to see like Wolverine fight Darth Vader and Batman. And like, Oh my gosh. It's, it's like, I, it's like what Smash wants to be, but like, which I get like Smash does it great for Nintendo stuff, but this is like everything else. And uh, it, it's just, it's wild. Like I give Fortnite a lot of credit, man. That 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 game does a lot of interesting things. I think, um, I, I think Ninja, the content creator, he said it once. He was basically talking about how like, as much as people shit on Fortnite, what Fortnite has done for gaming, no one else has ever done. He's like, you can have yep. LeBron James, the Joker, Darth Vader, and Master Chief fight Naruto, Goku, a banana, and Spider-Man. He's like, no game has ever even come close to that. So, yeah, yeah people will like say it's like, oh, it's Fortnite, but like deep down, like, you have to give Fortnite credit for what it's done, and like it's crazy that like the amount of collabs they've done. Like they're basically like yeah. the, like the Thanos of games. They've just like collected everything. It's, it's crazy. It's 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 wild, man. And like even even watching my nephew play, I'm like, man, this is like a. And I was like, dude, play the no build mode because I was like, if you want to get really good at this game, you need to do the no build mode. No and build he's like, is All where right. it's at. He's like, all right, I'll do no build, and he won like three games in a row at no build. I'm like. Oh. What kind of warped world am I in? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. He's yeah. So Fortnite is an uh, interesting game, but that's kind of all I've been playing. I did download Overwatch too, but the servers are down. 
so mm. did not play. Also, found out that the Switch version of Overwatch 2 just uses the Overwatch client and updates it. Oof. So Switch so ahead of the game. Is that I was I I was I was about to ask something that was really facetious. <laughs> What? I was about to ask, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, it's a, like, I went to the, because, like, I, at break at work, at work, I was like, well, I'll download Overwatch 2 just to see what happens, right? And it, I went to the Overwatch 2 page and it said re download. I'm like, re download? I didn't, I haven't even touched Overwatch 2. What's going on? So I hit re download and I, I go to the home screen and it's just the Overwatch icon pops up. <laughs> and then when it's done downloading, it, like, installs an update that says overwatch 2 i'm like oh okay that's it that's it what are you playing oh well um of course i'm back on my bullshit (laughs) i am of course playing monster hunter uh monster hunter rise uh sunbreak i was about to i was about to mix all that shit up i was about to say monster hunter frontier sunbreak i was about i was about to mix it all up uh yeah yeah um i the the title update too has has come out and uh and I'm not a Monster Hunter meta player. I like playing Monster Hunter to have fun, but I've been messing around with some of the the meta like stuff because uh some of the new skills they've introduced into the game are just fucking sick. I mean like there's there's skills in the game now that almost put you in like this god mode perspective, and especially with the type of weapons I play with because I play with the gun lance and the gun lance is not the gun lance is not a uh, it's not a favorite weapon, you know. Like, uh, like people like the gun lance, but the but when you jump on the monster hunter, like it, whether it's monster hunter world or whether it's monster hunter rise right now, everybody's playing with with the long swords because you know they have this they have this uh, Veroni Kenshin like fetish, you know, and stuff like that. Or the people are using or people are using uh, the freaking the most the second popular weapon in the game uh, is probably the the charge blade, which um I. Th- can't remember like no it wasn't it wasn't either you guys it was uh i think it was stephanie i was talking to her about it um but yeah like uh like you get out there you see a whole bunch of like freaking like it's either it's either guns or the long sword which is not which is not a big problem but because um i actually respect the gun because i used to i used to play as a as a gunner in the uh, in the original monster hunter game before like the long sword came out and then i jumped shipping with the long sword back when long sword was it was edgy to use long sword now now that long sword is over overpowered so like that but anyway i got back into making some some gunnery builds and stuff like that so you know i'm back to shooting shit you know in monster hunter which has been fun you know so i'm like it's like i'm back to light bow gun and then i go back to gun lance which gun lance became my favorite main but yeah the new content though like like it's 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 starting to get grindy now. Let's put it that way. Like I'm starting to like get to that point where I have to grind, you know, to get stuff done, get stuff done, which is cool because the new monsters that they introduced so far are nice. And there's, they're supposed to be, I think they're supposed, I think they're supposed to sneak one more in before title update three comes out, which title update three will be out sometime. Like if not later at the end of this year, or probably be the beginning of next year. So I've been back on that. I have been playing some more the deal field chronicle and, uh, I'm starting to I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get in there, you know. Uh I think what was I think what's throwing me off was just the combat system was different. Like I was really going and expecting to be like Final Fantasy 7 or 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 uh or Tactics Ogre. And uh I'm not Final Fantasy. I'm sorry, Final Fantasy Tactics. I was going to say. 
<laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre. And I was expecting it to be like that. And you know what? It is. It is to an extent, but just they had to do something different with the combat system, and that's the part that threw me. But you know, the combat system is not is not. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, uh, the characters are still a little bland. But you know, I think I think all in all honesty, like you're supposed to be there for the adventure and not for the characters. You know, uh, JRPGs are just so weird sometimes. You know, um, it's like sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's that's just the way to say it, you know. And I and I'm and I understand now why I really got out of RPGs like back when I did because like you know like they like they're they're half a heartbeat away from just boring you the fucking death, you know. And Diofeed Chronicle has kind kind of does that. It has, it's it rides that slippery slope sometimes. It's like it's like come on, like I know there's I know there's a game underneath here because like if there wasn't, like I said like I said last week, you know, trust your gut, you know. Like, if you feel like you need to put the game down, trust your gut and put it down, you know, stuff like that. You know, like, I'm trusting my gut so far saying, hey, keep playing this game. So, you know, I'm still I'm sticking with it. You know, I'm having I'm having fun. But, you know, I'm still creeping back into Monster Hunter, you know, because uh, because I got stuff to do. <laughs> I got stuff to do. I got monsters to kill. What's up? See that? Trust your gut and put the game down. I have that with Destiny, but I can't put the game down. Wait, 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 is it because, is it because, well, I think it's because Destiny is a little, it's not even, the, okay, so you guys, you, story, you, you play Destiny? Okay, so you guys, so I'm the only, I'm the outsider right now, because I have Destiny, uh, Corey, actually, I actually installed it, I just haven't oh taken boy. a plunge and started and creating the characters, I, I installed it now, <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's scary is the fact that I've heard so many, so many veteran Destiny players say, like the moment you, the moment you put it down, if you like, if you, like literally, if you take a vacation or you take a weekend off, like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna have a bad time when you come back. It's to not it. like that anymore. I remember when it wasn't like that to begin with. Uh huh. So, so for example, because like I, because like my whole, my whole philosophy about gaming is I can't play an, an always, I can't play more than one always on game at, at the same time, you know, uh, which is why like, you know, Monster Hunter has been so hard for me to put down because, you know, even though Monster, the cool thing about Monster Hunter is I can put that down and, and pick it back up and not have a problem. But I was so afraid that Destiny was, was one of because I hear people saying like, yeah, like you take a weekend off, you're done, you know. You know, you go on family vacation, you're done, you know, stuff like that. And that's the scary part because I, I also do not want to get into the pay to win trap because, you know, uh, apparently like the way to catch up was to like spend some money. Mm. No, it's not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. They automatically boost all new players to the minimum light level to play the, the things. Okay. So, okay. And the campaign, the campaign is light level locked. So like you can't even like say i'm like 300 light level higher than you like it'll put me at your light level because that's just the way the campaign works so, yeah, so wait like, wait so wait if so me, so if ahead. me and cory if me and cory join you for your story we will get bumped regardless of how tough we are we get bumped down to what your game is locked at so we're all equal on the playing field oh mm -hmm. so oh, we can okay. have like the highest tier shit but we will still get like one shot if that's if that, that's if an that that's an interesting way of doing matchmaking. That's that's interesting. Yeah. It makes it so like whoever is starting the game in this instance, you it makes it so you still have a good experience with everyone. That way, like mm -hmm. me and Corey aren't like just stand here and we'll just run a train through everyone. That ah, way, like, ah, we all because... still have to do something. 
Yeah, because yeah. Uh, because whenever you guys jump on Monster Hunter, I would definitely say like, hey, like you guys have a problem with this monster, like call call in my main. I'll, I'll I got it. <laughs> I'll call him like Iron Man. Just go. I'll be here. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm a. Te- I'm going to teach you how to fight it. I'm going to be like, hey, like when this happens, you do this. No, get in there and stab it right now. Like do that, you know. <laughs> and the moment I see you getting smacked down, then I'll just jump in and you know, like start doing my thing and stuff like that, you know. See, uh, I like the way Destiny Two does that then because it's like it makes it actually more appealing and a, a little challenging even for the person that's the player. higher light level because, yeah. you know, in the past, like if you. Like when I used to play that game a lot, like, yeah, if I would help like game, you know, friends of mine that just get the game and it's like, man, I really don't want to help you because it's so easy for me. But like, you know, you want to kind of sell them the experience, too. So like if I come in there with a shitty attitude because like this is way too easy for me, I'm way too overpowered, Mm -hmm. then it's like it sours the experience for you. So that's cool that at least it kind of lowers that so that you could at least have like a like a minimum fighting chance i guess yeah and then now when you finish the campaign it automatically puts you at uh, like in game level levels so you can like go do like low level strikes and all this other stuff if you play the campaign on legendary it automatically puts you at raid ready uh light level so that's cool too but i mean that's that's like (laughs) man man that legendary campaign super hard I wonder. Um, well, with Monster Hunter, with Monster Hunter, one thing I will say is like, um, is like, is like, at people, people at lighter levels can't jump into the higher levels. So you know, like that. There's the matchmaking portion of that. You know, like for example, like if you're hundred, if you're if you're if you're if you're in low rank, if you're still in low rank, qual- if you're still qualified for only low rank, you can't jump into high rank, and you sure as hell can't jump into master rank. You know, now unfortunately, master rank people can come all the way down to like the lower ranks and stuff like that. You know, not have a problem. So I wonder how Monster Hunter would. I wonder how the Monster Hunter community would take it if like if like a matchmaking was similar to uh to Destiny, where like even though I'm master rank, like I'm I'm master rank five, I'm 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 Hunter rank 539, Master rank 111 right now. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Flex. No, it's not because there are people who are already at 999. Oh my. <laughs> Scrub. Yeah, like no, I don't know. I don't burn up a Monster Hunter game like that. I, 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 I don't like you. I, I, like I said, I don't play meta. So yeah, if I played meta, I would have already been Master Hunter rank 999 and, and somewhere in the high 500s in, in Master rank. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't play meta because I feel like playing for me playing meta is I'm not having fun at that point. You know, I'm just sitting here like I'm just trying to whack a monster in like three minutes, you know, and get on to the next mission, you know, stuff like that. I like I like the unpredictability, you know, even though when you know, like because every monster has a tell for like their next attacks and all this stuff, even when you know it, like sometimes it's unpredictable because like, hey, sometimes like your game glitches and, you know, like you missed the tell and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, this monster is doing like a, like an instant attack and stuff like that. And you have to like react and stuff like, you know. I, I love that, you know, I, you know, like playing meta in Monster Hunter though, like you wind up doing this thing that's called stun locking where basically, basically like you're just smashing the monster to pieces and stuff like that. And the monster can't move and stuff like that, you know, and that's because like you are doing, you are doing the, the absolute everything, you know, to the monster and stuff like that, you know, which I understand that's fun for some people. It's not fun for me. I've never, I've never been a meta player. As a matter of fact, I'm not competitive enough to, to be like that. You know, um, I enjoy the co-op elements monster. Well, I'm lying. While I say I enjoy the co-op element of monster, Hunter, I do, I do play people, you know, play multiplayer with people and stuff like that, but I will just go in solo 
a quest, you know, like, and it's nothing to solo quest. So there's like three monsters in the quest. You have to beat all three of them before you can come back and stuff like that. I would go out there and solo it, you know, and just, you know, my friends, you're so antisocial with Monster Hunter. I'm like, well, there was a time when nobody was playing Monster Hunter except me, and I had to play it by myself. So I got used to playing it by myself. So I don't care if you fuckers come with me or not, <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, so but yeah, like I I wonder how I wonder how if Monster Hunter met, had matchmaking to where like us master rank and high rank players, you know, like we're actually like we're actually trying to carry our our buddies who are just starting out in Hunter Rank One. I wonder how I wonder how the community would react to that. That would that would be fascinating. It would be, it'd be hilarious too because everybody'd be like, "I get this weapon and it doesn't do shit because I'm getting one shot." And yeah, I would love to, I would love to see Reddit in the forums with that one. <laughs> I would love it. Uh, but yeah, that's everything I've been playing. Um, there is one more game that I have actually started playtesting, but I will talk about that a little bit later in the show because. That's going to be part of a news segment that, that happens later on. Uh, so, guys, um, we can go ahead and move on to our next. Our, we can start the show now. Like we're 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 into the new and noble game section. Oh, we can start the show now. You know what I mean. I thought we were we're recording this whole time. Oh my god. Oh jeez. Y'all are y'all are some fucking jerks. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You know, I I swear a lot on this show. I I think I swear more on this show back than I did when when it was like the the golden days before episode 25, you know. The, the golden days. The golden days. Wow. Hey, hey, like what hey, are we trash? We're almost we're almost at, we're up, we're almost at episode 100. And you know what we're doing for that, right? You have an idea? Cuz I sure don't know what the hell we're doing. Mesh tank top camel cargos onesie we're doing it it's happening i i I have my uh i have my camel pants at the ready i have my onesie right right in my closet it's ready to roll uh uh, i'm gonna have to yeah i'm gonna have to to shake out the the mesh tank top okay (laughs) i'm concerned all right (laughs) all right uh we're gonna go ahead and break into our noble games uh segment for the show now so uh hey this is the noble games coming to playstation pc and xbox for the week of the 3rd of october to the 9th of october uh i just want you guys to know real quickly this week's lineup has been completely shadowed by the most anti by the most anticipated launch for a shooter game that is not call of duty i'm talking about overwatch 2 uh also you know i into- legitimately forgot that game was a thing until today I legit forgot. I woke up and I was like, "Oh, what's two news?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that game's that that game's coming." Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, if you're into those this, this, these types of things, like there is also a mix of survival, horror, and sim games uh, for gamers to get into this week. Andre, Dread um, you, sounds you, insane. You want to handle this, or you want or yeah. you want me to do it? Yeah. All so right. there is a there's a few games I'm going to be we're doing th- something a little different. There's a few games I'm going to be reading out the description. Some I won't, some I am. So let us know in the comments, the feedback, what y'all think. October 3rd, Vesper, Ether Saga, Episode 1. The perfect union between video games and comics. Start with the heroine, Vesper, and win, and win new allied units with unique abilities. Level up your characters, unlock new skills, active and passive abilities, and improve them. That's all for October third. October fourth. By the way, by the way, uh, by the yeah. way, Vesper Ether Saga episode one is uh, coming out on PC. Oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> on PC. And it's a strategy RPG. Sorry, there's a lot okay. more to read okay. now, so I might I might miss a few things. October fourth, 
I don't even know if I have to even like tell you what this game is. Overwatch Two. I mean, like if you if you played Overwatch One, it's the same thing. It's basically the same thing. No, it's Overwatch not. Got, two. No, it's this, not. It's, it's basically. Um. Man, come on. New characters. Overwatch new two. locales. Okay, there's a new um, character. Her name's Kiriko. She's a ninja healer. She's a healer. Overwatch Two is a supercharged sequel that sends players deeper into the world and story of Overwatch. There's a story. It comes out on every console. That's it's Overwatch Two. Everyone, I'm sure you guys know what it is. Okay, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm kind of excited. I'm That's curious. cool. I'm curious. <laughs> I um, liked Overwatch. Um, Alfred Hitchcock, Vertigo, adventure game for the Xbox family of consoles. Dakar. Nope. Oh crap! Hey, there it is. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It came out. It came out on PlayStation a week early. And yeah, it hit Xbox this week. Okay, got it. Yeah, because I was gonna say I just got it in the mail. Uh, yeah, just actually. Have you played it? Recording. No, it's literally still in yeah, the it's still, steel. It's still in the oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, because okay. uh, I just, I just, it was at my doorstep when I got home tonight. So. Let us, let us know how it is when you do play it. Yeah, please. I was about, well, of course, to say I'm on a video game podcast. Of course, I'm gonna tell you about it. Well, Unless I mean, it's trash. It could be trash. Well, I'm just, I said when you play it, because like I know you have a backlog of games just like everybody else does. Yes, you know? I do. And you're not like and you're not like some wishy washy people on the da- on this damn show that, you know, like have the game but never play it or or start the game and never finish it, you know? Or just you haven't know? played RE4. I have played I feel like you guys are attacking me. <laughs> this is all true. Is, is this, all these shows are is just a circle jerk on who is attacking who. So yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's really, that's kind of what it is. Basically, yeah. Or it's just yeah. like, we have like a solid segment of just like shit talking Leron and saying he sucks. that He can't finish the game. Yeah. Or that he hasn't even started like well-known uh, franchises. Like I'm turning four. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that to come to the PC. I'm still waiting for the PC. Version. Hey, there's still some more games to talk about for October 4th. <laughs> you know what, Leron? Don't play Uncharted 4. I will be playing it when it comes out later this month on the PC. Go, go straight to Lost Legacy. It's oh. shorter. It's better. I feel like, hold on. I feel like I, I, I feel like you shortchange yourself if you play Lost Legacy before you play Uncharted 4. I feel like you're supposed to play Uncharted 4. Before I don't know. You, it was. I was really just joking. You don't have but to. But I, I think, I think Lost Legacy is is the best Uncharted. I know that seems that's a odd. hot take. Yeah, is it? I mean, I, a lot of people really I, enjoyed it for what it did. I kind of want to agree with Corey because I played more than half of Uncharted Four, and I told you guys I kind of put it down because it kind of got stale for me. My thing with Uncharted Four is that it was way too long. That game was way too long. There was that too. Why did you say that? <laughs> we had a we, we had a talk about that last week. Um, number two, October fourth, Alfred. Nope, Dakar Desert Rally, a racing game. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. This one, this one sounds interesting. Dread Survival Horror. Dread is a four-player online co-op game where you explore haunted environments ranging from abandoned manors, the underground catacombs below Paris, abandoned schools, and more. There are... When it comes to horror games, 
schools you just don't fuck with i'm sorry but i don't know i'm sorry yeah. no, 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 those... schools is like another another level of sorry, no, no, schools no, no, or no, hospitals no, no. for me no, no, yeah oh like, god yeah, like, I... yeah, like yeah, like insane asylums like yeah, abandoned no, like like no. you know like run down insane asylums but also the underground catacombs of paris hell no i saw that yeah. damn movie i right. saw that That's movie i thought too i'm like this no no mm-hmm. no and no no i can't remember the name of that movie but i saw a movie where a home dude where there was like there was like a small little flame on the ground and guy went to look at it, next thing you know like he got sucked into the concrete below below the city and it's like what yeah <laughs> nope. just, no but yeah Pass. um yeah <laughs> all right uh Pass. uh trust no one sometimes death isn't the end or play together in vr that's also a double no who plays survival horrors in vr like that's a that's a huge no i if you do Mm-mm. i can't I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. Um, I mean, it, admittedly, I haven't. I didn't get very far in Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. I have, but like that. I'm sorry. As I, a horror game, would just be terrifying. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, I, I told I told Nick Apostolides uh, when he was on when he was on episode fifty. Uh, uh, the uh, the voice actor, the voice and mocap actor for Leon for uh, for Resident Evil right now. I told him that I would that he. He threw a challenge out to me that because he because they found out I'd never played Resident Evil Seven, so he threw a challenge out to me that I had to play Resident Evil Seven, but I had to play in VR. And I'm I'm just a big bitch. I'm, I'm I don't know if I just want to be emotionally damaged like that. So I'm sorry, Nick. It is now episode ninety six Crossroads, and I still have not done it yet. I'm so sorry, Nick. He don't worry, I'm sure he, he hasn't even beaten the game that you are the main character of. So there's that. <laughs> um, October fifth, we are on. Revalia Dungeon Raiders. Yeah, uh, Revalia is a single-player action RPG and a roguelite video game with a cartoon art style that combines the best of the best of both genres. <laughs> the best, best, of both genres. Um, in, in it, you will take control of four main characters who must confront the evil jester who has wrapped the castle of Revalia in a space-time loop. Um. Death verse, let it die. Oh, sorry. Revalia is an action RPG for the PlayStation and PC. Death verse, let it die is an adventure game for the uh, for the PC. This next game sounds like an anxiety-inducing game. It's called My Last Night Here. It's a horror game for PC. You were kidnapped by a crazy serial killer, middle of nowhere. Can you find your way out through the escape? Through the escape the player will find terrifying facts about the unknown killer and will find out him- and will find himself deeper and deeper in the tra- trap that sounds so anxiety inducing i'm sorry but that whoa emotional um, damage <laughs> yeah that's a lot of emotional damage uh october october 6th uh jesus christ i'm just fucking slurring all my all my stuff here oh uh, yeah uh, yeah now you know how i feel yeah, no kidding. Medieval Dynasty. We have a simulator you guys need help. For, Let me know. for the PS5 and Xbox <laughs> Series X. Number Ooh, two. Look at that typo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> uh, number two is a triple take. Oh, sorry, it's called Triple Take, and it's an indie game for the PC. Stoy, if you want to take over, that'd be great. Holy oh, okay, sure. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting all my shit confused. There's a lot of words on the screen all of a sudden. Holy. Right, right, right. There's a lot of words on the screen. There is. There's a, there's a lot. There are. There's a. This is a big one here. 
Uh, yeah. You got Falling Out, which is a platformer for the PlayStation and Xbox families. And P and C? What is P- that? PC? Yeah. What does that stand P- for? Per- <sighs> Read the damn thing. Okay. <laughs> Take control of two <laughs> accidental adventures as you explore ancient kingdoms, discover treasures, be careful of the traps, and bump into equally lost shopkeeper Azar. Collect items to craft weird weapons and useful objects that will help you traverse the world in this unplanned escapade. It was supposed to be a relaxing vacation, but ditch the itinerary because you'll now need to choose your own path. Navigate through procedurally generated levels, and I'm out. I was in. I was in for a little bit, and then all of a sudden it says procedurally generated levels, and I just <laughs> I, I, I can't do that with games anymore. Ah. That offer the perfect balance of risk and reward. Help Giorgio and Felicia overcome their differences and work as a team in single-player or co-op. However you play, you'll need to work together to conquer the unique obstacles and challenges scattered throughout each world. Oh, that's interesting. This is an interesting one. This next one sounds like a story written all over it. Priest Simulator for the PC. (laughs) You ever want to be a priest? Now is your (laughs) shit. Imagine that you have divine powers. What do you do? Help people or take the piss out of them? That's a priest's life. Now, if you watch, like, if, if you watch the trailer, why this, you picked this? Help well, if you, or take the piss out of them? Why did you pick that? Thing? Because this game is not what you expect. This yeah, game it's is not. literally like it's like it's a the, horror okay. first-person shooter game with what? craft building and uh, yeah. world building elements. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's this is definitely a parody game. This is not this is not them trying to be a priest for real. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're a, you're, you're a priest that actually shoots and destroys and exercises zombies. So you can actually do exorcisms in this game. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm hoping maybe at some point it'll come to consoles, but I mean, I could always play it on the PC. It's no big deal, but Yeah. Yeah. So now you got October 7th uh, Superpower 3, that's a sim. Uh, it's coming to PC, and it's a modern geopolitical sim in planet Earth. Rule the world or challenge your knowledge about demography, economics, military strategy, as well as political issues across the globe. Compete with or against other players, or just try to do better than the real-life politicians, which, okay. <laughs> that's, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, you got Dragon Prana. I don't know what that is, but it's an RPG, and it sounds like a Japanese RPG, and I don't know if I'm there for that. But the biggest release this week, (laughs) move aside Overwatch 2. (laughs) (laughs) We got game of the year right here. Drum roll. As in, lol surprise, BB's born the trap. Okay, okay, okay. hold on. You you guys are probably going to make fun of me, but it's actually pronounced LOL surprise. Yeah, because it, it 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 stands for something, Lil. Lil something, right? I don't know, but my 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 stepdaughter is like obsessed with these things, and she's always like, I say lol. Lil goes, outrageous um, littles. That's what it really? stands That's, for. Oh, what the heck? That's so odd. But yeah, it's it's it, it's pronounced L O L. Okay, L O L. Lil outrageous lol. littles. Yeah, lol dolls. Fans around the world can't wait to unbox their own LOL surprise doll. <laughs> it's kind of funny because they, they, they put an exclamation point after surprise. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. And you're about to make their dreams come true. Yay. Choose your character and bring the LOL surprise doll. <laughs> like, it's just weird to read it like that. 
I, I, yeah, I, it's supposed, how... I guess it's supposed to have like, the trademark <coughs> thing behind it, so you, you know. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Oh, they bring LOL the LOL surprise, surprise doll. doll store to life as you collect fierce dolls with glitter, hearts, diamonds, and more. No matter your age, there's just enough challenge to bring out the fierce LOL surprise doll maker in you. This trip around the world is full of surprises. Be <coughs> rewarded with new characters and wow. stickers when you complete each stage. Hell yeah. At least they didn't like say it. procedurally generated fashion shows. <laughs> then display them in fabulous fashion shows and music concerts. You can even team up with friends in this world tour with same screen cooperative play for up to four players. Now, they don't make co-op games like that anymore. We need more couch co-op games like this. Uh, Honestly, by the way, listen, if the homies want to come over and play this, I'd be down. Fuck it. I, I looked at the trailer. Of this it looks like it looks like another take on Overcooked. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it was. That's what it looked yeah. like. Yeah. So, with 30 stages in five cities to play, you'll soon build your own LOL surprise collection. <laughs> listen, if you guys ever come to Canada and you want to come to my house, we'll play this. Okay, we all got to buy copies of it. Bet. Bet. And then we and then we gotta rotate. We gotta rotate. So like we'll come to you, we'll go to Laron, yeah, we'll go to Corey, we'll come by my house. Yeah, all good. Deal. <laughs> thanks, uh thanks guys for for working that out. Uh just just so you guys just so you know out there, uh this week featured over 15 new releases across PlayStation, Xbox, and PC platforms. Uh as always, you can check out the complete list of games uh over at our website, bossverse.net, and always be on the lookout for the noble games coming to PlayStation, PC, and Xbox this week. That article goes up usually at the beginning of the of the week. Normally it's on a Monday, but every now and then things happen, you know. Uh but yeah. Yeah, like uh, all of a sudden uh Brewmaster Simulator just doesn't come out. <laughs> Oh, and thank you, Story, because because as always, disclaimer: all release dates are subject to change. So just remember that. Just remember that. Uh, That's not true. All right, so let's go ahead and get let's go ahead and get started with the actual news now. How about that, fellas? Okay. There's one thing in this news article that really just boils my fucking blood. The this this one we're about to roll into. No, it's the it's the it's the last one. No, it's the, the- second one. Okay. All right. All right. The Hi, second, buddy. The second one. Uh, um, okay. News. Okay. Okay. So we can go ahead and roll into our first news topic for tonight. And uh, believe it or not, if I told you that a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster was possibly in development, you guys would probably start getting ready to fight me. But unfortunately, that's <laughs> what we're looking at here, <laughs> because uh, because uh, sources over at MPFirst.com as well as VGC have conf- have corroborate start corroborating rumors that uh Horizon Zero Dawn remaster is possibly in development. <sighs> Guys, how do we want to attack this one? All right, so I actually have thoughts on this that goes against everything the internet is saying. <laughs> uh please please share it. Please so, share. So <laughs> okay, so uh Horizon's engine has been upgraded significantly since this game came out, right? Like it's the Horizon Forbidden West is running on the same engine. It's just upgraded, right? And so is Death Stranding. And I think there's one other project that's using it. I think Kojima's next project is using it, actually. So, yeah, I mean, my my thought when I saw this was, okay, well, what they're probably going to do is lift the first game from that version of the engine and move it over to the updated version of their engine. Uh, 
because oh, we're, talking you, about, if, we're talking about the decimal engine. Yeah, the decimal right? engine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I almost said the decimal engine, but I knew that wasn't right, so I just <laughs> kind of left it generic. Uh, <laughs> They're going to they're going to move that first game from that version of the Decima engine to the current version, which if Decima works the way that Unreal does for the most part, you know, of course, there's going to have to be work going into it to make sure the game didn't break in any way or textures don't warp or anything. But like overall, the game should just move easily over the transition should be smooth and so you'll get the new lighting effects the frame rate upgrades the texture upgrades the uh probably the foliage and metal uh textures and stuff that should all just happen you know of course they're they'll probably have a small team of artists go in there and clean stuff up some engineers to make sure that things aren't broken and yeah. the coding works correctly on the on the new engine but they're not going to spend five years remaking a game that's five years old. That's stupid. I think even Sony knows that, right? So I hope so. Yeah. So I mean, I know The Last of Us just got remade, uh, and maybe that's a little bit of a different story. I don't really. I know there's a lot of drama behind the scenes about who was developing it and the Naughty Dog taking over. Whatever. This I think is just. Um, I think it's, they're just moving it to the updated version of the engine. They're going to clean it up because if I was Sony, I want to put the best versions of our games out, whether they're 10 years old, 15 years old, five years old. And if there's a, an easier way to make those upgrades without having to spend four or five years remaking it, then I'm going to do it. I would take a year to move the first Horizon game to the updated engine to make it look pretty now yeah, whether or not if, especially if it's not the main t- especially if it's not the main team that's doing yeah. it. you know if they because ha- you know like we, i'm glad you i'm glad you said that because like you know sony sony has been snapping up like studios and stuff just like microsoft has they haven't they're not scope they're not sniping snapping them up with the same scope that microsoft has but mm-hmm. they are picking some pretty good development teams and stuff like that so you know like hell like you know like if if Gorilla is focusing on like their next big IP and stuff like that, and they have these other teams that are just sitting around like waiting for a project and stuff like that, why not let them have a go at like doing the doing remakes and re-releases and stuff like that? I know we're getting to a point now in like in like the gaming cycle where remakes and re-releases, you know, are starting to sound like a dirty word, you know. I, and I'm not sure I'm not sure who's who who threw the first who who threw the first brick or stone or whatever, you know. I did a lot mm-hmm. of people say it's Nintendo, you know, but um, but you know, yeah. How many how many people does how many people does Gorilla employ? About I would say maybe three hundred. I would say probably. I think, I think you're right. I think so. I bet I bet you could take a small team of about twenty people and do this correctly mm-hmm. in about a year. Yeah, yeah. And that's not taking any resources away from, you know, whatever this third game will probably be, whatever this multiplayer game that's rumored to be. Right. That's not going to take any resources away from those. Right. And so you'll have mm-hmm. a prettier game to put out. Maybe you charge that $10 upgrade. Maybe you charge $70. I don't know that part of it, but like this is a game that I think deserves to look its best, even though it's already a beautiful game. Yeah. And if, if I can, if I can make it look even better at minimal cost, I would totally use 20 people to, to do this. So that's my take. Again, mm-hmm. Sony could <laughs> spend. $200 million and just remake the entire game. I have no idea. But that was my initial thought when I saw this before I saw all the internet kind of cry about it. Well, yeah, you, you know, the internet is just, the internet is just, it's just a weird and it's, yeah. Plus it's like, like a, it's like the wild west sometimes. 
Yeah. Plus Sometimes. like plus like you could like <laughs> plus you could even have an outsourced team do it. Like I know Sony <laughs> has teams that like do this type of stuff like asset creation and engine modifications that don't have anything to do with the studios like, themselves. Like right? didn't they have didn't they have a completely outside team like like do the port of God of War 3 to PS4? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I forget what team I forget what team did that. It might have been like an ex dev team internally at Santa Monica. I'm not 100% uh, sure. Uh, uh, but they have teams that do this, right? That's one of the teams that actually started The Last of Us remake, if you remember. And then yeah. Naughty Dog took it in house and people left. And you know, now I think they're working on that game Ashfall with the devs that left uh, Sony Bend. Sony Bend. Yeah. So. You know, they, they do have people to do this if they don't want to do it internally. But I think Herman Holst has kind of been running a tight ship over there and putting their best foot forward, uh, even if fans think it might be the wrong decision at first glance. But I don't know. I I think that this remake is less expensive than you might think. So. Uh, guys, I don't think it's yeah. necessary. I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> well, I don't think it's necessary either. But I'm I don't. Just yeah, saying yeah. I don't, a... I don't think it's necessary either. I, I feel like I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn stands pretty well on its own. But you know, there is a possibility. There's a possibility that you know, like, because I didn't, because it just now came to me while while Corey was talking. Like Horizon Zero Dawn was one of the first games that Sony brought over to the PC side, and you know, like with the stuff that modders are able to do with the game, things like that, and of course, like the uh, like the like just. The hardware bump, you know, from it going from it being on the PC side and stuff like that, you know, like the, I guarantee you, there were there were probably a a a, a, a a a sizable segment of the of the PlayStation population that were probably a little envious about the fact that you know, like all these graphical upgrades happened, you know, because uh, the the um the the Ryzen the, the Ryzen five, I can't remember which CPU it was that 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 launched, but. You, they launched. They launched uh, that, and um, Horizon launched at the same time. So they were giving. So so uh, AMD was giving out free copies of Horizon for people who bought the newest, the newest uh, CPU and stuff like that. And there was a stark difference, you know, night and day, you know, between. It. And I know, like you know, like PlayStation owners, you know, there was there was some that had envy, you know, behind that and stuff like that. So I think this is. I want to say this is like a community service effort for Sony. I mean, yeah, Sony's still going to make money off of it. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. It's a community service effort, you know, to try and like get everything, you know, synced up on the same level, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I guess at the end of the day, you know, I, you got to realize like, like whether you have, uh, whether you had the base PS4 model versus the PS4 pro, whether you have, uh, you know, a PC that's gra- that's, that's rocking a 1070, uh, a, a, a GeForce 1070, versus a RTX 3090 and stuff like that. Like there's always going to be some type of disparity between like, you know, graphical and performance, you know, performances of, of games and stuff like that. So, uh, so my whole take is kudos to Sony. If, the, if this is the, pro, if, if what Corey's saying is the, is, is the approach that Sony is actually doing kudos to Sony because you know, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, like these companies do want to put their best foot forward and, you know, like if the assets are already out and available and stuff like that, why not do it? You know, like it's, but also, I can also appreciate what Stoy's saying. It, it, I didn't say anything. Necessary. I said two words, and you guys started talking. You says you says not necessary. Yeah, and I wanted to expand on my thought on that, but I'll wait. Oh, my bad. I thought I'm no, no, no. I, I was done. I was done. I was done. Actually, go ahead. Okay. Um, I the only reason why I said it's not necessary is that it's not it's not that old to begin with. I can understand, you know, maybe cleaning up the graphics a little bit, kind of what they did with the PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four. 
uh, they took a lot of the kind of like later games and, you know, up them to be like, you know, 60 frames a second, 1080p, which a lot of games, the uh, you know, in the PS3 lifecycle for sure, like weren't 1080p. They were 760 or 780 or 720, I mean. But um, yeah, so the uh, I can understand that maybe like kind of like upgrading it to be like maybe more like true 4K. I could totally get behind that because that doesn't require, you know, a team of like 20 people to do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, you know, maybe that would take like five or six people. But the problem that you get with this too, is that where does that stop? You know, do you start like kind of going through a lot of the major back catalogs of, uh, you know, the PlayStation four and then saying like, well, this needs to get upgraded now. And that needs to get upgraded now. I kind of like what they did with God of war though. And they just up it to make it run better on the PlayStation five. And that's it. And mm-hmm. that game looks fine on its own. It doesn't need yeah. anything else done to it. You know, so I, I think you kind of need to appreciate the art behind like, you know, hey, it was a product of its time and it looked amazing at that time. Let's just leave it be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Andre, do you have anything? <laughs> kind, of, kind of what like Stoy said, just like, I get that, like, it's, because I did, I did love that game, so I'm just trying to, like, play Devil's Advocate, but still, I enjoyed the game a lot, I think I platinum that game, actually, it was, it was, graphically, it was beautiful, it was great. Agreed. I just don't know if it needs a remaster. I get that some people might want that, and I, I do, that I do kind of agree with Corey that, like, it would look really 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 good but it like like story said like it's not super old and like we just got the sequel so it's like do we really need the remaster of the first one Mm -hmm. and it's like like my take and it's like do you really want because i this is my i don't want to say it's an issue but this is my like as somebody who is just looking at this from the outside like if they remake they remade the last of us part one. Does it look better than the last of us part two? Like, um, I think they did almost like they did like a complete top down. Yeah. Not like a full on remake, but if you put the last of us remaster beside the last of us two, that's a hard argument. Uh, Okay. I'll be honest with you. Cause I've, I've watched, I've, I've watched like quite a few of the videos and stuff like that. The last of us part one, looks like a ps5 game it looks like a ps5 game so just put that in perspective when we think about the last of us part two still being a ps4 game it has not it has not gotten any any graphical updates or anything for ps5 yet yeah i so like my thing my thing is is like i it would really bother me if that second if that first game looked better than the second game just from like a continuity standpoint almost yeah but that's just, that's a me thing. That's not like you know. That's I don't where know you can kind of get to the I get, problem. I get, I, I get what you're saying, but I but but we but we already know what's going to happen. The Last of Us Part Two is going to get its remake. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll sell it as a package, and yes, yeah. So I mean, we need we, we need that we need to get away from this. I mean, we need to get away from this, and you know, it's it, it's just a cash grab at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that, you know, like what what fans are saying, fans are basically saying that that gaming 
you know, is becoming, is mirroring Hollywood and the fact that there's a loss of originality and creativity and stuff like that. I no. feel like, I, I, I feel like, huh? No, <laughs> never. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I like the excitement, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm one of those people when it comes, when, when it comes, when, when it comes to Hollywood and stuff like that, I appreciate like if, if reboots and remasters are done, you know, in a particular way, I really appreciate them. You know, I do, you know, um, because there's, there's some things, you know, like, it was just hokey enough that you know, like there was there was there was a good skeleton there, and just needed an overhaul and stuff like that. And you know, like that reboot, that remake or whatever comes out, and yeah, like it basically give. Think of the original Battlestar Galactica versus the two thousand four Battlestar Galactica series, and you kind of get an idea of what I'm saying. You know, as far as that, you know, sometimes sometimes this stuff helps. You know, stuff like that. So. When I hear about these games and stuff like that, I do think, you know, like I was really excited for the Prince of Persia remake. You know, I don't even know what the hell's going on with that game now. You know, <laughs> I think it's a hard restart with that one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what they're doing, but I, I'm pretty sure they literally threw everything out and went back to the drawing board. Yeah. As much as I as much as I love the original Tomb Raider games like that, that's the the reboot was probably the best thing that could have happened to Laura Croft, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, on uh, like, yeah, that that completely changed her whole dynamic. Yeah, yep. exactly. Man, that trilogy yeah. though, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated. Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. Yeah, but that's you know. So I'm 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 hoping that you know I I think Sony knows what they're doing, but I hope they know what they're doing with this because like this this could literally shoot them in the foot and stuff like that. And we're just going to go ahead and we're going to wrap this topic up because I feel like we're going to take all the air out the room if we keep talking talking about it. Probably. Right. So uh, we're going to go. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic. And um, and so uh, so there's a lot of news about what's going on on PlayStation Plus and Xbox uh, games of gold right now. So let's. Let's hop into the uh, October 2022 uh, announcements for games of gold and PlayStation Plus. Uh, So uh, racing games, fighting games, and shooting games, all for PlayStation Plus subscribers uh, that are out today, October the 4th. Uh, Your lineup for the October 2022 PlayStation Plus essential games. Uh, Go. Hot Wheels Unleashed for PS5 and PS4. Uh, in Hot Wheels Unleashed, you collect, build, and race in this fantastic arcade sim based on the Hot Wheels universe. Earn new vehicles and then take them to the track to race side-by-side with friends and two-player split-screen or face up 12 opponents in online challenges. Once you've raced, why not try and build your own course? Uh, create amazing layouts inside and outside the track editor. Uh, add loops, special boosters, obstacles, and special elements to make an incredible amusement park for your races. Then share your creation online for other to try out uh we also got- as a child sorry i didn't mean to cut you off you know mm-hmm. how as a child you would get all your tracks together and make a giant track and have like all your cars on the track this is what that game is hell yeah, oh, yeah. this is oh, literally yeah. the adult version of that just yep just just kind of paint a picture this is the adult version of that yep all right. Next up, we have Injustice 2, the PS4 version. Uh, from the creators of Mortal Kombat, re- you return to the DC universe, the biggest superhuman roster so far to date. <laughs> Select from twisted versions of iconic heroes and supervillains and bring the epic scale battles to awe-inspiring locations across the globe. Take on other players locally or on- and online, or immerse yourself in the story-driven single-player campaign as Batman struggles against Superman's regime. Uh, you'll earn gear after every match to equip, customize, and evolve your roster. Uh, Injustice, the story mode of Injustice 2 alone is worth playing this game. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Even if you don't like fighting games, this is 
this is a fun as as hell experience right there. So don't miss don't miss out on it. Um, and then also, and then lastly, we have Super Hot, the PS4 version, also available for PlayStation Plus Essential. I know for sure I'm not going to do this do this do this description much justice. So like, this is probably the uh, the crossroads pick of the of the month as far as like PlayStation Plus goes. So in Super Hot, uh, you're blurring the lines between cautious strategy and unbridled mayhem. Super Hot is oh, the first person shooter in which time moves only when you move. Uh, no regenerating health bars, no conveniently placed ammo drops. It's just you, outnumbered and outgunned, grabbing the weapons of fallen enemies to shoot, slice, and maneuver through a hurricane of slow motion bullets. Superhot's polished, minimalistic visual language helps you to concentrate on the most important, which is the fluidity, the fluidity. I finally, I got tongue tied. The fluidity of gameplay and the cinematic beauty of the fight. So there you have it. The PlayStation the, uh, trailer, the VR, the VR game is the VR version of this is really the only way to play it. I can it imagine is, in VR this would be insane. It's it's kind of different because in the regular game it's a first person shooter, but in VR you're literally stationary and you're playing it like you're in the Matrix, like you know dodging oh, bullets and stuff. Like, dude, it is man. It's probably still to this day one of the best VR experiences I've ever played. And that was one of the first VR games I picked up. Oh wow! So it yeah, was that was an, that was that experience set the for you. bar high. Oh, you. it really did. It set the bar high, and it yeah. stayed there. It stayed yeah. there. <laughs> I would say the oh. only other VR game that has come close has been um, uh, a Pistol Whip. That's but that, that that's a really fun game. I heard of that game, but I I don't I don't know anything about it though. That, that game will make you sweat. <laughs> 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 like no lie, no lie. All right, so subscribers or no have cap, as the kids uh, as the kids say. These no, days. Cap. No, no cap, cap. no cap, no uh, cap. PlayStation Plus essential, extra, and premium subscribers can add these three titles to their game library starting now, October the fourth, and heading through and going through until the thirty first of October. Uh, stay tuned for more news on the PlayStation Plus extra and premium game catalog lineup for October, as that will be announced later on this month. And remember. Once they go away, as long as you're still subscribed to PlayStation Plus, you will still be able to completely play these games. So there's that. Uh, now, on the flip side, Microsoft officially announced the new Xbox Games of Gold titles for October 2022. Uh, these titles are available for da- uh, to download for free for Xbox Live Gold members, including subscribers to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Keep in mind that as of this month, Microsoft will no longer be including Xbox 360 games as part of the Games of Gold lineup. So you're getting I mean, a limited selection. We're lucky we got it this long. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> All right. First out the gate is Windbound, which is available from October 1st to the 31st. Uh, in this game, you are washed up on an uncharted island where you must use your will and skill to survive. Play as Kara, shipwrecked on the forbidden islands with nothing but what you build or find. You'll need to craft weapons and tools to survive, and you will spend time building a new boat, which you can use in an immersive tactile sailing experience to reach other islands uh, explore the hidden history of each island to unlock their mysteries uh, enjoy this delightfully surprising game that takes the survival game to, in a totally new direction i'm sorry survival genre in a totally new direction um, and then uh, available from october 16th to november 15th we have bomber crew the deluxe edition 
you're recruited to take on extremely high-risk missions in World War in this World War II strategic flying and bombing game. Once you're up in the air, danger is everywhere. It's up to you to manage the fuel, ammo, and hydraulics while trying to avoid enemy gunners. Even weather can bring you down. <laughs> of course, of course it can. <laughs> Keep your crew safe and focused and bring home the victory. Uh, Bomber Crew Deluxe Edition includes the original Bomber Crew game plus the secret weapons and U- United States Air Force United States of America Air Force DLC. <laughs> so there's plenty of flying to be done. There you have it. Uh, out of all these games you talked about, which which of these games got I have your have you guys' attention out there? Uh, Corey, which 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 one? I mean, I played Windbound and that game was is super cool. I actually mm-hmm. like a lot I actually like a lot of these games that are available for, for free on these consoles. Like Injustice 2 is awesome, Super mm-hmm. Hot's yeah. awesome. Windbound is awesome. Bomber crew, maybe not. Is it, is, is it me or is, or is it is it me or is this like an actual really good selection for games of gold? I I feel like games games of gold is always like the the well. The it's because they dog. want you to. It's because they want you to go to Game Pass, right? Plus, like Xbox stopped doing 360 and original Xbox games for their games with gold, and are only doing Xbox One and newer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think the quality is going to be better because you're not paying for <laughs> four mediocre games. You're paying for two decent to good games at this point. Uh, but I still think Microsoft just wants to push you to game pass. That's that's, I mean, Windbound is good, but it's no, it's no super hot or injustice or hot wheels. Right. So, yeah, that's what I think about the Xbox games. This, these aren't really anything good to write home about. No, mm. I mean, okay. Wind, Windbound is probably the best game they've had on Games with Gold for like the last two years, and that's being nice, <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Uh, cool. You guys got anything to add on this? Nope. Nope. Nope, sir. All right. So, Injustice has the Ninja Turtles if you buy the DLC. So, I don't True. know. It. True. You play as all four of them at the same time. Do <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you swap with them on the fly. No shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yep. Wow. And they eat pizza. And honestly, the inju- the the story in this game is actually probably one of the better like DC stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. yeah. Netherrealm does good stories for their fighting games. They yep. do. They do. Like they they. I want to say I want to say like it all started with what Mortal Kombat Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I would say I think they really started the whole like kind of fighting game as a campaign you mm-hmm. know yeah mm-hmm. all right fellas we're going to move on to our to our actually this is our no uh i i, I got i got caught up there i'm sorry we're gonna move on to our next news topic uh talk all right the first sentence annoys me <laughs> oh well you know what you know what? hold on let me set it up the first up. sentence just annoys me. All right, in this yeah. in this bit of PlayStation news, just know that Herman Holst and Jim Ryan had some things to say in some recent interviews uh, with a whole bunch of news for Sony coming up. So, uh, Andre, if you'd like, I will let you handle this one. <laughs> Sony will continue to make PS4 games moving forward. Yes, you heard that correctly. Sony will not abandon the PS4. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh! But they believe in generations. Let that die. It's 
all I'm going to say. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> let it die. As Kylo Ren said, move forward. let it go. <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there, there, there haven't been, what are the PS5 exclusive games? Ratchet and Clank and Returnal, or are those the only two? Uh, uh, Ghostwire uh, Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo, and I think that's. Yeah, because Deathloop is on Xbox now. No, I I meant like not on PS4. Yeah, Deathloop. Oh, oh. I suppose Deathloop isn't on PS4, right? Yeah, yeah. No. I can't remember who said it in here, but someone said the uh, the PS4 needs to die so the PS5 can be a lot better. I can't remember. I think I'm, said that. I'm pretty Stone sure I said, said that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember someone saying it, and this is exactly why the PS4 has to die. Did the Demon Souls remake get on? Uh, wind up on PS4? Yeah, yeah. Uh, PS. Yeah, that's a PS5 exclusive. Yeah, Demon okay. Souls, Destruction All Stars, Ratchet and Clank, Returnal. Is there a PS4 version what? of Death Stranding? Yeah, that's where it came uh, out first, I think. Yeah, it came out yeah. first, yeah. It so came out first on PS4? Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but like, that's it, like man. That's it. Of... There's nothing else that is like exclusive. Like, oh my God. So, the remas- that's, the so, dis- that's Spider- so disappointing. The remastered Spider-Man games? They're yeah. handicapped themselves. That's the problem. But, but that's the thing. They all came out on the PS4 before. Like, they're handicapping themselves. They're kind of almost like limiting graphically what they could push with the hardware. Yeah. You have this immense amount of hardware and you're not fully dedicating the development to utilizing it to the best of your ability because you're like, well, we have to make this playable, but not extremely different for PlayStation 4. I feel like they're just throwing some red meat out. Like 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 we say in the politics world, I feel like you're just throwing some red meat out to the base because like if Sony is if Sony is still t- if Sony's not abandoning the PS4, how come they're no longer giving numbers for PS4 sales? Cuz you can't because find they, new systems anywhere. Because they're so low that like the number is negligible. I think they sold mm-hmm. like what a thousand consoles last year, like the last quarter yeah. of last year or something. Yeah, and, yeah so yeah, yeah. why even like like this is I don't get because like they have PS what I can see them doing, which I think is a stupid move, clip it if you want, hot take, is they will take a whole bunch of PS4 games that people love and just remaster them for the PS5. Why? They've already started. They've already, I, started. already started that. My yeah. point is just why? You could use all of that resource and money and power to make better more games for the PS5. And it just it just it blows me away that so well, there's another, thing not, there's another thing we're not looking at. There's nothing we're not looking at. Let the man like, finish. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Did Pause you want me to read like the whole thing or are we just like. No, 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 no. Amazing. What you know, what you what you've done is great. Like, I. OK, I, OK, I, cool. I, yeah, I'll hit the bullet points in a second. Um, But no, I like, finish your thought, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. Well, like, as Corey said, uh, they say um, group group president Jim Ryan ruffled feathers a few years ago by declaring that that his company believes in generations yeah i get that where's the ps vita then where's that i want like the PS Vita. that was too. before jim ryan's time <laughs> oh okay okay but still it's just like why do you need to have this system offer I, I i don't understand like you know what I, just, I think I, I, I think I, I think I understand what's going on here because Stoy and I like we're PS5 owners and our frustration is the fact that they keep they keep doing this they're completely hamstringing like you know like the potential of the PS5 that's yeah. that's that's for real but at the same time you know I can also understand you know like 
I like I said, COVID really fucked some shit up for particularly for Sony. We can't because, use that excuse anymore. We can't. I we, we we can and we can't. We can we can't. The reason why also I'm saying this is because is because there was there was literal words out there that Sony was planning to let the PS4 go within 18 months of the PS5 being released. They were, I think they were I heard that too. They were planning to go cold turkey on the PS4 because in their own in their own philosophy, the PS the PS3 lived for five years into the PS4's uh, uh, you know like run, and that really hurt a couple. That really hurt not not maybe more than a couple of things, but. So Sony had this plan to basically like send the PS4 out the pasture after the PS5 launched, but because of COVID and because of all the nonsense that went on, the fact that we had to think about the fact that we had we had wankers sitting with with hundreds of Playstations in their garage and stuff, you know, scalping the shit out of them, you know, for other people and stuff like that, it really it really caused like a destabilization in that economy to the point where people had to resort to the PS4. Like, honestly, my PS4 would. My PS4 was still in use if I hadn't gotten a PS5 when I did. I get, you know, and still like that, you know, let's be honest. But so I understand, you know, it hurts Sony. It hurts Sony in a way that Sony had to figure out like, hey, we got to fix something. We got to do something, stuff like that. And then the fact that, you know, you have consumers saying they cannot still find a PS5, which is kind of crazy because I finally saw a PS5 sitting on a shelf. Wow! <laughs> I saw it a week ago. I saw it a week ago, and I thought about taking a picture of it. But I was like, I'm not going to be that guy that gets caught up in Target taking a picture of a PlayStation. <laughs> so you just... get you get asked to leave so far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there's still people who are out there could not get a system like like Corey's they're not trying. Is, Corey, Corey's been trying. Corey has been trying. <laughs> well, the thing the thing is is like the story's like well, sorry, Corey. <laughs> No, the the thing is, is like, I already bought one through my PlayStation account for somebody, and now Sony won't oh, let so me you... buy one because yeah. I already bought it through there. So like, I can't buy it through Sony. Yeah. yeah. So. But like, yeah. you could have still like, if they would have let you, you would have still been able to buy one. So therefore, like, yeah. you can you can find them. It's just oh it's no, just... if if you if you like look for that like the the PlayStation direct timer thing. If you get mm-hmm. on, like they're in stock for like hours on end now. There. Yeah. Like you can find them, like go to your local, like GameStop and just, and just be like, Hey, I'm looking for a PS five. Do you have a time frame when they might pop in? And they, they usually announce cool. like a day or two before GameStop does like, Oh, we're going to have them in store. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. be on like your local GameStop's like email thing and then like you get like a the night or the day before hey ps5 is in the stock right like i like like i personally that's how i kind of got my ps5 is i i'm super close friends with like um a lot of the people there and i just be, be uh yeah, befriended them over the years and eventually it was like hey man like we're gonna be getting some ps5s in socks okay cool right join the emailing thing that's right like mm-hmm. there are ways to get one if you haven't found one that like soy said like you're just not looking. You're just hoping like you'll open up your door and there'll be a PS5 on your doorstep. Like, like you have to actively go to Best yeah. Buy stores and be like, "Hey, do you have one?" No, cool, thank you. Do you have well, one? They, and, they and, by, them and, on and by the way, days. yeah. And by and by the way, stop trying to order one online. Like that's the wrong. That's the wrong. If if, if the last two years have told you anything about online shopping culture, that's not it. Don't do that anymore. You know. 
just just do a little due diligence. Just just get on the phone, call some people, like say, hey, do you have this in stock right now? And you know what? And and you might be able to sweet talk or massage somebody and, and just saying, hey, can you hold on to it for an hour while I get there? You know, stuff like that. You know. Right? Like, like that, on your way home, if you pass by a GameStop or Best Buy, pop in there on a random day. I bet you that one of those days you might find one. Like yeah, yeah. Leron said, he found one on a shelf. That could have been you, right? So. Yeah, I found one on a shelf. <laughs> you know, the only thing I'm the only console I'm actively looking for right now is an Xbox 360, and I've seen two. I'm not a 360. I'm sorry, Xbox Series X. My bad. Oh man, I see those all the I was, time. I was looking, I was looking at something for X, uh, on Xbox 360. And I said that. Homie, I'll no, that's the only one. console. That's the only console I'm looking for right now. Like, uh, like every time one's been on the shelf, it's just not been the right time for me to buy it. Yeah, because I'm I'm one of those people. Like, I like I like I really have to put thought into like if I'm spending more than two hundred fifty dollars on something. Like I have to think about that sometimes. You know, it's not because I'm broke. It's just because like I can that's, always use that money. That's where you start thinking. Is that two fifty? Holy cow! If it's two hundred bucks, you're like, yeah, fucking sure. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. no uh, oh, okay. Well, I, was honestly, like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> No, no, no. Here, here's here's my here's my Murphy's law for me. Like, like normally when I spend when I spend an amount higher than two hundred dollars, that's usually when a uh, more than two hundred dollar expense comes up. And well, then I'm sitting yeah, here thinking, like, shit, fair. I shouldn't have bought that, you know. Because now, like, I'm, you know, it's not that I'm, it's not even like I'd be put into a bond, you know, but it's yeah. the fact that I just double spent the money, you know, on one thing that, you know, technically I didn't really need at that point, but a necessity came up where I needed, you know, stuff like that. So that's one of those things. And I've been like this, I've been like this since like, since I got out of the military, you know, like yeah. it's always been a thing where I think about like, I, I put thought into it. Like, you know, like it took me, it took me a while to buy my Nintendo Switch, you know, it took me a while, you know. Um, my friend, but my friend told me something that, that might kind of, relate to what you're saying he's like mm -hmm. if you have something you want and you've been thinking about it for a long time put it off to the side for a bit and if after a few days you're still thinking about it then clearly you want it that bad but if like it goes away then it's like eh, then you didn't really you didn't really want it i'm, yep. I'm kind of because like because like, like i still i still want to i still want an oled switch but i know better <laughs> there's nothing wait. wrong with my switch right now wait i'd wait I'd wait, yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Wait. Yeah, but just uh, but just what you wrap really up... need an OLED switch for is if you like to play it on the go all the time. I mean, no, if you play, I just, no, I, just, I, I mostly I... play my switch on the TV, and that's why I don't need it. I just, yeah, wanted, because, I just wanted it because it's white. That's all for me. Oh god, here we <laughs> it's the go. exact opposite reason. For me. I don't <laughs> like white systems. See, oh, for me, an OLED would be perfect because I always play mine before work or say if I'm like out at like the mall, if I'm doing like a photo shoot, I'll just be sitting there playing my switch. So for me, it'd be perfect because I still have my old one. Yeah, but uh, OK, but just basically to wrap this up real quickly. Also, also in the interview of, uh, with Axios, uh, Holst uh, also noted that um, that that most of Sony's live games haven't been announced yet and are still in deep development. Uh, so like. So I just think about the games coming up from Haven Studio and Firewalk uh, and just think about that stuff. Uh, you've also got the promise that, you know, blockbuster single player narrative games from Sony uh, are not going anywhere anytime soon. As a matter of fact, uh, those those single player games that, you know, like people are always talking shit about are one of the main sellers and the best sellers on PlayStation consoles overall. And uh, and Sony is definitely actively courting the PC and mobile markets, so expect to see more PlayStation titles coming up. And speaking of uh, P 
PS5 titles coming to PC, like there's probably going to be a one year a one year gap between those and stuff like that. So like Returnal is going to be the first one. There's more and more stuff that's proving that Returnal is coming to P- uh, to PC. Um, so there you go. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just move right on to our final topic because guys, that Dead Space gameplay trailer. Let's 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 talk about this. Let's talk about this right now. <laughs> it was spooky. <laughs> there is okay so there's there's two gaming horror gaming moments that have stuck to me ever since i started playing games the first one is when you play resident evil the first one in the mansion and you walk up to the zombie eating one of your partners and he turns around and looks over your shoulder and he just like cold cold dead face mm-hmm. ingrained the second one is when you're on the Ishimura and the first time you encounter one of the creatures in Dead Space is fucking terrifying. Because <laughs> they're just wait, like, which, ah, and you're just like, holy shit, what is that? Wait, which, wait, which first encounter are you talking about? You're not talking about when, you're not talking about when they ambush, encounter. you're not talking about when they ambush everybody in that first room. No, right? like, when you leave the ship, you, you get your gun and you're walking through the hallways and the first time you legit fight one that, that like it comes down from the roof it's like oh. ah, blah, 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 and it's just coming at you and you're like oh my god that for me I, I was like oh god this is it this is how I go out nah right from the start <laughs> for me it was a tentacle grabbing you for that for that first time oh like, yeah yeah. When you, yeah, when you come back from the zero G thing and like you're walking back through this hall that you yeah, know you cleared yeah, out, and, yeah. that, and that giant tentacle comes and grabs you and starts yeah. dragging you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so fans of the Dead Space franchise uh, have waited patiently since the initial announcement of the remake uh, for the first uh, for this first game for for this for this trailer for this gameplay trailer. Uh, there was there was a lot of hope packed into the hands of the developers since uh, since part of the process was obtaining and utilizing feedback from gamers to ensure the integrity of the remake. By the way, these are Stephanie Klimov's words because this this uh, this came straight from her article that was launched today on Bossverse.net. So links have been fried in, in the stream chat. Check it out. All that hard work has come to roost, and a new gameplay trailer was released today. Guys, I've watched this trailer so many times. I have. Because <laughs> um, I'm i a Dead Space fan. I, I am. I, I'm a Dead Space fan. And when I heard this remake was coming, it just... Like I, like I said, it made my day. It made my day today to see this. Watching the trailer... I- actually made me think do you guys remember in the second one when you have to go back to the ishimura and he has all the ptsd that that shit was scary i i yo i i i I felt i i felt everything isaac was feeling because like because uh because dead space was the first survival horror game that i picked up after saying i was no longer playing survival horror games i hadn't played i hadn't played a real survival horror game in over six years by by the time dead space one it came out and stuff like that so it was it was one of those it was one of those experiences for me and you know like and, and i've learned that i play survival horror games differently than i play almost any other game because um because while i still like to explore and like go in every every nook and cranny to find everything at the same time it's like uh I can't be moving all fast. No, you <laughs> because you do a lot of walking, and then when you see something, you just sprint. 
Yeah. Because one one of the things one of the things I cannot stand doing, and this doesn't it doesn't matter if I'm playing a survival horror game or if I'm playing a regular video game. I hate dying in video games. I really do. So it 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 actually looks like I'm actually doing this in real life. You know, like where like you're fearing for your life and all this stuff because you don't want to die and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I play survival horror games and stuff like that. So it takes me a long time to beat a game on the first run, and and Dead Space definitely scared the hell out of me. Like I would I would play this game after work at night. Though I would not play with headphones because that's on. the only appropriate time to play a survival yeah. horror game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But one thing's for sure: like I thoroughly enjoyed Dead Space to the point where, like, I got to the point where I was speed running Dead Space One, and I was playing with just literally one gun. You know, I was not switching weapons and all that stuff. You know, so you could beat the whole entirety of the first game with just the plasma with cutter. The plasma you don't, cutter. Yeah. You really don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they I, made they made a trophy. They made a trophy for that. Yeah, oh, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me, the it's, plasma cutter. No. No. What? No. Oh, actually, okay, here's what here's what you do. Here's what nope. you do. Here's what you do. Like you play the game, you because uh, you get a new game plus mode. So you play the game, you um, and you start just sinking power nodes that you get into the plasma cutter. Mm. When you beat the game, you probably haven't gotten the plasma cutter full fully autom- uh, all the way kitted out and stuff like that. Yeah. So you play the game again in new game plus. All your stuff comes over with you and stuff like that. And then you start playing with the plasma cutter, and you don't have to play on a harder difficulty setting. You can play on whatever difficulty setting you're playing at, or you can play on this on the lower difficulty setting. It doesn't matter. Start throwing all your power nodes into the into the plasma cutter. You wind up with an OP weapon by the time you get halfway through your second run of the game. Oh, okay. And, it, 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 well, because you do soy too. Or no, you just way? dump all you just literally dump all your points into the plasma cutter right as you start playing it. Don't put any experience points in anything else. That's how, that's uh, how I did it. Well, okay, yeah. Stoy's Stoy's a little hardcore because he was you, you probably you weren't putting you, you probably weren't putting power nodes into your rig or your nope. stasis or your kinesis. Nope. Plasma <laughs> plasma cutter first. That that plasma cutter whoa. first to get that beefed up as quickly as possible. Then the rest of the time I just yeah I beefed up my kinesis and my armor and everything else. But plasma yeah. cutter man, like I said, if you get that beefed up right away, that makes certain enemies like super easy to kill right from the yeah, start. Yeah, because because. So. Yeah, because I mean, it literally, it it, it it will literally like like go straight, rip straight to things like butter, like yep. it will. Yeah, like it because like like the like the super necromorphs, like the ones that are the ones that are all black and like move really fast and stuff like that. Like yeah. your plasma cutter, the plasma cutter will lop limbs off in like one shot on That's those guys. Crazy. I think I think it's when in Dead Space when you learn to like shoot off a limb, kinesis it, and then shoot it back. Yeah, that was like it was game over for everything. I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, I am Jesus now. I am not. I am not <laughs> dying today. Yeah, yeah. Or I, yeah. There's and there's so many tips and tricks to like to like freaking Dead Space. Uh, got. Uh, but real fast. So Dead Space is set to release on January 27th of next year uh, on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Thank you for being a next gen release. Thank you. <laughs> well, a current gen release. Let me put it. A current gen release. Current gen. Also, keep in mind. Before, sorry. Go on. No, I just said keep in mind. That's it. Oh, I was just gonna point out. It says um, the price for this limited, ed- or sorry, collector's edition in the U.S. is the same as Canada. I just want to point that out for anyone. That's- really? Yeah, I really? I checked it. I checked it. It's the same price. 
Yeah. Wow. All right. Limited Run. Limited Run has also announced a collector's edition uh, for the uh, for Dead Space the remake, uh, and the and the price starts at two hundred seventy four ninety nine U S dollars. Andre just confirmed that it is the same price in Canadian dollars. So just checked. There you go. Pre orders are available now on Limited Runs uh, on Limited Runs website right now. Go straight to it. This is this is just the PS five edition. So sorry, Xbox and PC owners. I'm actually getting it for PC. But I wasn't planning on getting the, the collector's edition. But just in case you're wondering what's in the collector's edition, you're going to get a physical copy of Dead Space for the PS5 as well as the collector's box, which includes Isaac's helmet, which is a full-size wearable helmet with working lights. That Chris- is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I still got burnt after Dead Space 2 after they give you the plasma cutter. The, but the, the replica plasma, plasma, plasma cutter. Like this big? Yeah, I know. I know. It was, it was, it was tiny. It's that big? Yeah. I, you know what? Next oh. week's show. I, next week's show. I'll find it. Is one of my boxes. I'll find it and I'll, I'll pull it out and have it ready. I was for you hoping guys. you would have like a full bone like plasma cutter. That's why yeah, I pre-ordered it. That's why yeah, I pre-ordered that version. Oh, lame soft. Yeah, you'll yeah. also get the uh, the Dead Space uh, the Dead Space soundtrack CD, uh, a lithograph print, full stamp lithograph folio, uh, four mini posters for the game, an Ishimura patch. That's kind of cool. That's kind. That's kind of bad. I want the pin. I want the pin. Yeah. A marker. A marker enamel pin. Uh, the uh, the metal four marker statue. The, oh, the, um, I'm sorry, metallic four inch uh, marker statue and a Dead Space steel book. I honestly <laughs> don't know if I'd have the four inch marker statue on my desk because I would just feel weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I just yeah, feel you, like like weird vibes. You, you freaking you, you freaking unitologist. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't know if I trust this thing. I'm just move it. Yeah. Did you, did you guys notice? I don't know if you guys noticed that Isaac Clark has a voice in this game. Yes, he did and yes. I was like, I'm like, was yeah, I a, was Gunner I Wright crazy has returned, or did he as never a have fact, one? As a matter of fact, the uh, as a matter of fact, Gunnar Wright, who's the who's the voice actor for Isaac in Dead Space Two and Three, and uh, I cannot I cannot remember her name, but the but the actress that played Nicole, like they are both back to reprise their roles. Uh, That's yeah. really interesting because yeah. I remember I was watching it and I was like, did he? He's talking. Yeah, I'm like oh, he yeah. talked in the first one. I was like, what? Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that because you know me, I hate silent protagonists. So, yeah. Now the and one I'm glad thing they I'm changed that midway through the uh, trilogy. So now the one thing I'm wondering, you know how like you can just repeatedly like like jam on the stomp the curb stomp button. Oh, and like I in, in Dead Space, anything and it, I was on the ground. And just in Dead Space sure. Two, he was he was yeah. just like he was just like cursing and. and <laughs> I wonder if he does that in Dead Space One, or 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 if he's not completely traumatized, you know, through Dead Space One to like to like go through what he did in dead space two and three. Yeah. I- I'm curious. <laughs> Anybody that was on the ground, I would curve stomp the shit out of it. Like four times. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, 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 you're a badass. Cause no, I shoot them. Mm-mm. I don't waste ammo. Oh yeah. You don't waste ammo, bro. What's wrong with you? Okay. Pro tip, pro tip. You have the force gun. Any, any dead bodies on the ground, just yeah. blast it with the force gun. It'll do it completely. Or dismembers just stomp them. on them. No, because you walk up the stomp on one and it's an actual necromorph. Guess what? You just got slashed. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, you if you, you like don't... kinesis fast enough, fastest kinesis why I, in what, the West. Wait, why am I? Why am I wasting kinesis on that? <laughs> I need to waste kinesis on a real enemy. I can see you your know point. one that's coming at me, like those, like 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 the screechers, the ones that jump from wall to wall and the, like fly at you. Oh yeah. god. Okay. No. 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 Dead Space Two. When you're at the fucking museum and those things that charge at you and scream. 
Oh, we oh the listen. lurkers. Yeah, the lurkers. Listen, yeah. those things put me through a blender. I remember the first time I went, I walked in a room, and I, and all of a sudden I just heard, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" See, and then it, and then it charged me. I panicked. I paused the game. Uh, I was like, "I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do." Wait, did you play Dead Space Three, Andre? Yeah, 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 yeah. You did. Yeah. So remember how you? So remember how you got like two thirds of the way through the game? And then you finally started hearing the noises for those guys. It's like, wait, oh, they're in geez, the game? Listen, yeah, homie, there was times in three where I'm like, hold on, is that me or the game? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so I think we gushed enough about it. But basically, all you need to know is uh, Dead Space, the remake, has been rebuilt from the ground up using the Frostbite engine. Um, and you guys, like, if you're if you're anything like, if you're anything like, the three out of the four of us here, like definitely, I think, I think, uh, I think we need to work on Corey to see and, and try and get him to play this game. Like, I know, I know Corey, I know Corey gets traumatized by these games. He doesn't Corey, really like scary I games. would love for you to stream it. Mm. Can <laughs> you, can you please just stream it? Please? Nope. Speaking of, stream, I will buy this game streaming. for you. I will buy this game for you. If you stream it. I'll go half it. That, that is legit. Hey, 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 we, hey, we were all pitching. We were yeah, all we will all, if you stream it, we'll we'll Andre, all Canadian money doesn't count here. Okay. It okay, just listen, oh, doesn't work. We'll make start. a count. We'll make a count. Don't worry. <laughs> we're not going to start. Our, our money doesn't come with a fake uh, game board. And, Mine like, smells generic. like maple syrup, okay? <laughs> I mean, mm. it does. <laughs> Mm, all right well uh well the only thing i only else i have to add to this is uh i will i'm going to begin streaming uh the dead space trilogy uh this month um some things have come up i've, I've already play tested um to make sure that you know like nothing's wrong with the stream and stuff like that so i'm ready to go so just be on the lookout just be on the lookout for notifications for me i will be streaming it on my youtube channel no twitch this year yeah all three games and one of these guys here in this in this panel will be playing dead space 3 co-op with me i'm not sure who it is yet I don't know. So, but. have you ever played the co-op of three? Absolutely. I haven't, so I will go. So, the funny thing about the co-op is that each of your characters sees different things in random yeah. moments. Yeah. And that and that freaked the fuck out of me. Like when I first what? noticed that. So like, there was a, like just like just standing there, just standing there, as, and you're playing Isaac, and you're watching Carver actually shooting stuff, and there's nothing in the room. Yo, that that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, and the and the other and the other guy is having a full on, the other guy that's with the controller is having a full on experience. Yo, that's that was one of the that was one of the coolest things I can say about Dead Space Three. I actually like Dead Space Three. Um, I I wasn't really I wasn't really one of those people that shit on it. Yeah, there were there were some things that you know like they could have done better. You know, stuff like that. I liked but, you know, it. I liked I, it. I enjoyed. Like, Dead I liked two, it. Who's the best one? Yeah, because de- in my opinion, Dead Space Three did the most. Did the most. It did the most story exposition. If we're gonna be honest with you, like it started. It started really fleshing out like what the hell was going on in this universe, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and um, and that's something I, I appreciate, you know. But um, but yeah, like uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, like yeah. I said, one of these guys will be with me. Uh, I guess Andre, you'll be with me on the ride. Uh, yeah, I would love to experience that game co-op because I never so, did. So here's so here's the thing here's the thing and I, I know this is gonna sound sound really stingy, but for the first for the first playthrough I want to be Isaac you be Carver and then for the second playthrough uh, because they'll still be streaming because yeah. I want other because I want other people to see like the Carver side of the experience okay, I'll okay. play as Carver and you play as Isaac deal okay cool yeah 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 and also there because there are also some mandatory missions you can only do co op in that in that game 
Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. One character cannot enter there by themselves. It's mandatory co-op and stuff like okay. that. And, that, and those are the when, ones. And then I will. I will oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Get the game for sure. All right. All right. So uh, we've got a question from the audience. So um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just break straight into that. Uh, and tonight's question comes to us from. Actually, let me set it up first. All right. So our question for tonight is, hey. What Nintendo game or franchise would benefit either graphically uh, for in graphics and performance from a PlayStation release? All I of them. Zen- I think the Xenoblade games and Breath of the Wild. Uh, this comes to us from at jmartinez064 on Twitter, which better known as Josh Martinez, a fellow contributor here at the Boss Rush Network. Uh, Corey, uh, Corey just said it. He just laid it out there. No, okay, so... <laughs> Corey just flopped to, it out, eh? No... <laughs> Yeah, I did right there on the table. Uh, no, I mean, so here's the thing. Ed and I talked about this like a month ago on Expansion Pass about what, like, what if Nintendo had a console that was at parity with the current consoles? And the the one game that always comes back to me <clears throat> is it's not even a game. It was the Legend of Zelda tech demo for Wii U. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's the most breathtaking thing I think Nintendo has ever made, and that was like the original. It was supposed to be a a GameCube game too. That was the crazy part. No, no, this is a different thing. This is a different one. That's not the one. That's not the one. Mm -mm, This is a different one. Okay. Okay. Uh, And Link walks into this huge, huge. I think it's the Temple of Time, and he's fighting a Goma, and they play with like the lighting in it, and like just it's the most beautiful thing i think nintendo's ever made in the history of nintendo uh but like i mean i was playing breath of the wild the other day a little bit just running around doing stuff because that's what i do when i'm bored instead of playing you know games that i should probably be playing and like after playing you know games like assassin's creed odyssey and destiny and Halo and stuff, games that move at 60 to 120 frames a second at 4K and just these beautiful text, this beautiful texture work and facial animations and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I I mean, I love Nintendo just as much as the next guy, right? Like, I think probably on this panel, I probably love them more than anyone here. But like, man, if we could just like, like you couldn't get like if you could get a new Zelda game that looked like Horizon Zero Dawn, wouldn't you jump on it? In a minute? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. 100%. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I just watched the thing that you were talking about, Corey. This looks absolutely fucking amazing. I know. I've never seen this until until right now. This That was the Wii U cool. game. That was the game that was supposed to come to Wii U, and then it was Breath of the Wild. That looks so good. Like, why? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. There is a, there was a video I actually just watched the other day. Um... That was a. Uh, it was basically like uh, Breath of the Wild with ray tracing. And I oh think yeah! It was, like a, it was like a PC mod, literally, obviously, where they added ray tracing to it. Yeah, and yeah, did, with the with yeah with the, with with the Simu, with the Simu uh, 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 emulator. Yeah, yeah, but like they didn't they didn't upres any of the graphics. They just added ray tracing, and it made it look so amazing. Like even yo yo, you had shit. Did you see what ray tracing did for Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> Even that. <laughs> Didn't even play the same fucking game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, 
I I was I was honestly gonna say Xenoblade Chronicles for this is my answer. Uh, I feel I I, and you know what the sad part is like like those games actually run very well on the hardware that's on. You know, like they look they look good, they look impressive, but they still look they still look a little dated if if that makes sense. But you know, they still look, they still look like good games and stuff like that. Uh, look, I mean, like they look they look great. Like right, like I mean, like Zelda is a beautiful yeah. game for the hardware that it's on well but like i mean like like i said earlier wouldn't you love a huge open world like horizon zero dawn but in the zelda universe like yeah i would i would kill for that that sounds amazing right like that sounds (laughs) but we're never going to get that because it's nintendo and nintendo don't get me wrong nintendo does great at what they do right but like it's it's just Breath of the Wild sells 22 million copies. If you get a Zelda game that looks like that, it sells 40. Easy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? So I just, uh, I don't know. It just, it really bugs me sometimes, especially with this, the Zelda Wii U tech demo. It's like, oh my God, this is, a, this. it's seriously the best looking thing Nintendo's ever made. Yeah. Or like, you know, you could get like a gritty Dead Space style Metroid game or, uh, you know, I mean, Xenoblade would benefit also, but I mean, it, it, it's just, oh, man, now, now I'm upset. Can you imagine, can you imagine Splatoon like coming out like Overwatch? Can you imagine that? I mean, that would, that would be cool. But also like, I don't, I don't know if like, no offense to Overwatch, but I don't think it's like that graphically impressive. I just think like they have, it's just the colors. Yeah, I mean they have yeah. they have a, a art direction that really works for them, and it works for all the characters that they do. But like, you know, when I think of super graphically intensive games, I think of, I think of Horizon, I think of Gears of War, I think of Gears Five, I think of, you know, even Assassin's Creed to an extent, uh, you know, something like that, and, you know. I love I love I love Breath of the Wild. I love Xenoblade. I love all those franchises, but it's still like constricted by Nintendo's hardware. And Mm -hmm. I know I'm starting to talk in circles about this, but man, if Nintendo would just let loose a little bit and do get into that. I I say that all the time, Corey. I I, 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 I. I, I always say like Nintendo Nintendo holds themselves back and yeah. I'm not sure and I'm not sure I'm not sure if it, it's done out of fear or it's done out of you know um this uh this 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 you know this self-righteousness well, or whatnot no the thing is 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 at the end of the day all these companies are in the business to make money right Nintendo finds the most efficient way to make a console and to make a game that's why their games never have huge cinematic cutscenes. it's why their games up until recently never had voice acting or very minimal voice acting it's you know why they've always made a less powerful console because it was cheaper to make and so they could sell it cheaper but still make a profit on it right like they haven't not made a profit on a console since the nintendo 64 and i think the nintendo 64 was the only console they lost money on when they sold it so, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, look at the Game Boy versus things like the Game Gear or the Wonder Swan Color or, you know, other handhelds that were coming out at the time. Nintendo won because the Game Boy was cheap and the batteries lasted longer than everything else. Right. 
you can't tell me that the Game Gear wasn't like a way better looking console than the Game Boy, right? In terms of graphical fidelity, obviously, like that thing. Oh, absolutely, monster. yeah. But mm-hmm. like that thing, that thing slapped. But like Nintendo One, why? Because the batteries lasted what fifteen hours instead of an hour and a half, two hours. So you know they they are great at what they do, but also they're their goal of efficiency and cost effectiveness is also what many players would say hindering them in the graphical department and the technical department. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. They're just playing it safe, but they've been playing it safe for a long time. And I just Mm -hmm. think they've been playing with, uh, with, I feel like the last, I feel like the last real risk they took was, was the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And like they got like they got uh competition for like the PS5, the Xbox Series Action, like PC. They have all this competition and they're just kind of like we're just going to just chill here. Cuz they would that, say the, the thing that, is that people will still flock to what they what they deliver, right? But I I think like I can't agree with you more Corey. Like I think if they're like to say fuck it and just full send like a console, they mm-hmm. would compete with like a lot of the big yeah, but the the thing too is is like even if they were to make a a console on the parity like power wise with these with the X the Series X and the PlayStation Five, like you look at Nintendo, well, they've got to revamp their entire online system, their entire account system, their entire storefront, their entire Which, way they look at Virtual Console, and uh, like I mean, they, they would have to they, revamp they all of that, plenty. and they don't want to invest in that. You well, know. no, they've had plenty of opportunities. Let's let's be honest with them. They no, I agree. They've had having you know having. Ha, this is going to sound so elitist, but having underpowered systems gives them the opportunity to do research and development to like bolster stuff that you know is is supplementary, you know, stuff like that. You know, like you know, like the online mm-hmm. thing. They should have had this shit right, you yeah. know, since the Wii. They should have. Yeah. You know, well, they, they need they it, need someone like. I mean, not that Microsoft would do it for them, but I'm. They need someone like Microsoft who knows how to like. That's like literally their entire business model is to have you in their account and ecosystem and online infrastructure. And Nintendo, just, Nintendo already has a strange relationship with Microsoft. What I, is stopping them? I know, uh, because they're an American company, and like no, I mean a lot of old school. I know, Japanese I know, Jap- Japanese very, businesses, yeah. Uh, you know, that, I mean, that's why Microsoft is having a hard time buying a Japanese company, right? Is because they like it's their honor system is like they only sell to other Japanese companies. Now, other companies have come out and said, hey, Microsoft, please buy us. I'm looking at Platinum Games, uh, <laughs> you know, essentially. But and obviously they got Tango Gameworks, but that was kind of part of the Bethesda package. So, I mean... I don't know. As much as I love Nintendo, they frustrate me sometimes. Well, Nintendo does something different that other uh, system mm-hmm. manufacturers don't don't do. Is that they compartmentalize all their development and all their first party games into one major studio. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking like a studio that the size of a Guerrilla Games or an Infinity Ward or whatever. You know, like a team of like 500 people or something like that, literally working on all these major franchises. And that's why it takes them five, six years to make a Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 or Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking like there's not like there wasn't a huge graphical upgrade from, you know, Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom. So what took them mm-hmm. five, six years to do this? That's yeah. because they probably have teams of people 
in this same studio in the same building working on other projects you know mm-hmm. working on splatoon it's, working on pokemon uh if they need to do anything working on kirby so like yeah it's, well, they, it's, it's, it's also wild it's also wild that it is like that i, I almost it's like feel Steve, like that. it's like it's like valve but except nintendo puts games out right because like yeah. isn't that the thing at valve is like they work on kind of whatever they want. And then if something's, if an idea starts to form, they form like a small team to work on it and pitch it. Well, and yeah, that's they what just... they did with portal. That's what mm-hmm. they did with, um, I think they got left for dead kind of started that way. They just made a team and obviously they kind of broke away after uh, left for dead pretty much finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I know th- those two in particular, they made mm-hmm. a studio specifically for those games. So if yeah. Nintendo could do something like that, just maybe make a dedicated studio of just like, all you do is make Zelda games. All you do is make Mario games, you know, like that. that's, they, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was getting content so fast. Well, it's yeah. funny. Cause like the Xenoblade team is like the, one of the, it's maybe the like three, one. three outside teams. And they've, they've helped with Zelda. Like yeah. all the like, like all the landscaping and all of like the world building and stuff that you see, they've done right, mm-hmm. which is crazy because Monolith has four teams, and one is strictly asset creation for their other projects, and one team is strictly helping on Zelda, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's it's just man, and then you have Retro who's like chilling over here in Texas, like. <laughs> Uh, man. Uh, Andre Story, did you guys have a game you want to throw in there on the, uh, on the Nintendo side that should that you feel like would get a PlayStation release? Uh, well, that would that would benefit from a PlayStation release. I mean, I'm sorry, I just say it like that. Personally, Metroid, Zelda, um, a Star Fox game would be sick. Star Fox VR. Whoa! I mean, that would on. be pretty sick. Hold on. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Metroid Prime VR? Talk to me. Talk to me. me? Metroid Other M VR? <laughs> hey, right? So, Ooh. yeah. So, like, Ooh. there's games that, that like, might not actually would... be a bad idea, Stoy. <laughs> like, from, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it'd play, like, what, Moss, I think, probably a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, you, I don't know if Pokemon would really be one. That'd be interesting. I don't know how that would kind of do but i mean personally again zelda metroid star fox right so pick get pikmin in there we'd have that knack technology in there oh fuck oh it. god that'd be kind of that'd be kind of sick little Thousands re- of pikmin little pikmin remaster for the boys <laughs> god pikmin one's so good i'm so excited for pikmin 4 i don't care me personally sucks. me personally i would love well i would love for f-zero to come back period but uh, I would love for them to be able to, you know, have the hardware to run the game, you know, efficiently. So we're talking like uh, I read out two, I think, is one that comes to mind where it runs beautifully on the PlayStation 5 and Series X. And it would, ni- it would be nice to have a F-Zero game that is like looks super hyper realistic, oh, super futuristic, yeah. you know, gritty detail of, uh, you know, good hardware. But I was thinking even like the reverse, you know. We talked about how GameCube was the last time it actually stayed competitive in hardware because, like, they were porting games, you know, left and right, like, you know, Call of Duty, um, some of the Battlefields, even like Resident Evil. They were pulling Dreamcast games. (laughs) Yeah. 
so they were competing with PlayStation 2 and Xbox at the time. And like, so imagine if Nintendo had the hardware to have some of these big name titles. Imagine if Nintendo had the hardware to actually run Plague Tale Requiem without having it be a cloud version or even Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine, imagine the sales that they would get, like, would just be like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll play it on you, the Switch. You Call bring, of Duty, you bring especially. Up, yeah, because you bring up a very good point on that one. You know, um, you know, like these games, those those cloud games, like it's hurting. It's hurting not not just the sales of the consoles, was also hurting the sales of the games because they're cloud version. And you know, people still have like uh, Stadia is shut down. Just think about that. <laughs> Stadia is shut down. Um, and you know, like that was supposed to be that was the last great bastion of hope for for cloud gaming and stuff like yeah. that. You know. It's because you know, cloud gaming is a is a it's a complement service. It's not a primary service, right? I think Xbox is kind of doing it, you know, the correct way. Although I have less and less faith in cloud gaming as I continue to try other games, but um, you know, X Cloud's not X Cloud's not doing it for you. It's it, well, cause... it's fine in some situations but uh-huh. you you get to that whole problem of what do you actually own what the, what if they shut down the service you can't access your game anymore yeah if they're not maintaining yeah. the service yeah. you know which thankfully at the very least google is refunding your money because yeah. like you buy these games on to be able to play it on the cloud but you can't play it then you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah another game i would like to see come back is a, a game called jet force gemini mm. you might see that on xbox at some point because they own it now. Do they? Oh, okay. Yeah. <coughs> but that was a cool game. That was a great. I love that game. God, all those rare games on 64 were so just. If if they weren't good, they were at least interesting, you know. Especially Castlevania 64, the best one ever made. Let's go. High fives in the chat. Anyone with me? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Skeletons on motorcycles. Get out of here with this. (laughs) Speaking of motorcycles, remember Motorstorm? Man, that game was cool. Yep. Yeah. I just watched the video of um, the downfall of that studio, how they went to make Drive Club and they just Sony just shut them down. Like you Mm -hmm. can't even you can't even buy Drive Club VR anymore. Yeah. And I don't I don't even think you can buy Drive Club. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you could buy any of those, period, on the digital store. You can't. <clears throat> Which, buy physical. I'm just saying. Because oh. Drive Club is a great game. Isn't that sad how great that game ended up turning out and nobody cared because it was out a year and a half later and it was just a disastrous yeah. development. Man. Yep. All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and um, move on to our... Oh, uh, before we move on, just to let you know, if you want your question read on the show, please tweet us at PS underscore Crossroads or email us at crossroadspspod at gmail.com. Or just um, hit us up on the Boss Rush Network Discord. Like, you know, just, just reach out and talk to us. Like, you can't re- directly ask us questions on there, but you can, like, reach out, talk to us, and, you know, like, slide in some DMs, you know. Yeah, Timmy. If that's... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tibby. We're gonna we're gonna have somebody's disgruntled parent like 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 contact Timmy. us in our Gmail. No, no parents are naming their kids Timmy anymore. They're naming them Braden and Aiden and Caden and Faden and Jaden and you know all these Aidens. Like Just, the uh, uh, yeah, the guy the, the guy who actually works in the school system knows. Yeah. True. 
it's a scary world. I, I literally have a Braden and an Aiden on my and a Caden on my team. So you have all three. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's fucked oh, up, a... man. It's fucked up. <laughs> like, One day right. you should just be like Aiden and just watch all three. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? All three of them? Yeah. It's like, no, I said, the, the, oh, I meant Caden, not Aiden. Oh, all right, so it's time for our, it's time for a big topic tonight, uh, and uh, you know what? This one this one comes straight from the headlines, dude. Because uh, my uh, the question I have tonight is how well should we trust gaming reviews after the news came down that Fandom, the world's largest fan platform, has acquired leading entertainment and gaming brands. Just to let you know, the acquisition of of these two major uh, conglomerations uh, includes brands from Red Venues, who are better known for holding the the for who are better known for GameSpot, Metacritic, TV Guide, GameFAQs, Giant Bomb, Cord Cutters News, and Comic Vine. Now, the reason why I want to talk about this tonight is because because of this acquisition, Fandom will now rank as the fourteenth ad supported site in the united states over over the over the course of the last couple of years that crossroads has been a thing every now and then we talk about the fact that sometimes like reviews come out for and you know we're and it's not just games like like you can kind of tell when like when like it's a proper shill you know that happens when the review comes is out for like a TV show, a movie, a video game, a book, you know, a, a, a an album, a record, you know, whatever, and stuff like that. So, um, us and huh. we we talk we talk a mighty we talk a mighty bunch of shit about certain certain outlets in the gaming community. You know, whether their whether their their name happens to be three letters or whether their name happens to rhyme with otaku and stuff like that. You know, mm. like we talk. We, we we talk a fair amount of crap about some of these places because sometimes, you know, like their their math isn't mathing, you know, to use a slang term. Did you, you know did you see the article that uh the that <laughs> the one that rhymes with Otaku put out today about Dark Souls bosses? About how Dark Souls no. bosses is everything wrong with how from software treats women or something. What? <laughs> and they were talking about a Dark Souls boss. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone tweet that out today. I'm like, oh, that's a, uh, you, you know, you know, you know, certain certain websites, you know, that rhyme with otaku, you know, like they're like the CNN of like the gaming, the gaming news, you know, they just they just throw stuff out there to generate shock and and grab clicks, you know, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you if you, yeah. and this can apply to like a game, a movie, anything. If you're excited for a fucking game and you hear shit reviews about it and you still want to get it, get it, get it. Well, I would say that, but you know the problem is, like, I'll use I'll use a real world example right now. Um, that the movie Don't Worry, Darling, you know the the Olivia Wilde directed film that stars Florence Pugh, uh, Harry Styles, and all that stuff. I really want to see this movie when um the trailer came out, but this PR nightmare has happened behind this movie. I no longer want to go to theaters to watch the movie. I want to wait for the home release because what's going to happen is like, it's a big distraction now. Like I'm going to be sitting there. If I were to go to movie theater where, you know, I can't just pause the movie, you know, and, and do my thing for a few, for a few seconds and whatnot, I'm going to be distracted. Cause I'm going to be looking, looking out for the thing that all this news media has buzz has done. And it's going to just take away from me trying to enjoy the film and stuff like that. And I, I think, also feel, I don't think it, 
it's part of the film. I think it's what happened during the film. Premiere. Well, there, there it is. There it is. Like if you're, if you're like me, like your brain gets the wondering, like you kind of know when something hits a breakdown, like we've watched TV shows, like, uh, you know, throughout the years. And we've known when like, Oh, something happened in the writer room, in the writer's room. We, and so it'd be the same thing with me, but, uh, but going back, but going back to this, cause I, I don't want to get off topic. Um, I, I just feel that, you know, like, Okay, GameSpot probably wasn't like one of the, a really credible one, but every now and then I would I would read a GameSpot review for a game, and it would help me make an informed decision about a game that I wanted to play. Sometimes, you know, Giant Bomb, yo, come on. <laughs> yeah, but Giant Bomb doesn't really do reviews anymore. That's true. That is true. That's true. They back in their back in their heyday and stuff like that. Especially uh, when but, like half their team just left, like within the last like three years. <laughs> Yeah. I have an example, but I will wait. I'll let you guys. Talk. No, no, no. Go, go for it. Because I, because I, I, I okay, will start. So I will start so, spinning. So the example I have, and this can actually kind of correlate to Corey. I remember you guys because I just listened to the podcast today. I remember you, and Josh, talking about how the Destiny community complains about literally everything. Fucking a new season starts after the first mission. Someone's on Twitter and like, yeah, this season's trash. If you just listen to to reviews all the time you will never really get to experience a lot of things because you get driven a certain way but if you just if you just say who cares and play it you might actually find that that's the game you've been looking for but you Mm -hmm. just don't want to try it because xyz over yonder is like yeah this game's shit in the first like five minutes yeah. It's it's a good thing you say that because like I want to I want to say this like you should never let you should never let someone's opinion like sway how you're going to enjoy something. That being said, you know, like someone just shit posting about something you like, you know, like you shouldn't you shouldn't let that sway whether or not you want to participate in this thing, you know. Yeah. But what when we look at people who they're who they actually they like their nine to five career, you know, their nine to five job, their career, whatnot is like they review or they aggregate or stuff like that. You know, like it, be, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like when you hear the politicians say that January 6th was not a hoax. Oh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. January 6th was a hoax. I'm sorry. It's like that because like, you're actually taking word from somebody you're supposed to trust and, and being able to help you make an informed decision when it's not the most trustworthy thing. You know, one of the things I've said, you know, since I, well, I, 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 I've been doing this for, I've been doing this for a long while. Cause I used to be hooked up with a, with a group called pop culture shock. And we used to do similar stuff to what, what I do now here at boss rush. And one of the things I always try to do, especially when it comes to reviews is uh, number one, I always try to make sure I played at least 80% of the product that I was given for the review. That's one thing because like, because like I've read reviews and it's like, did you even play the game? Did you did you did you just play the tutorial and that was it? You know, or but also the one thing I tried to do was I tried to be as unbiased as possible in my in, in my reviews, which is why not a lot of games, not a lot of games got got sky astronomically high reviews, but a lot of games did get low reviews, and it wasn't because I was being biased. I mean, like when I tell you that Sonic the Hedgehog four episode one was a bad game, I mean it. Like I gave it a D minus for a reason, you know, the game was, the game was not a good experience. And it, and this is me saying it as someone who's not being a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, because I am a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, but you know, like Dark Void, for example, Dark Void was another low game that I gave a, a low scoring game. I gave a review for and stuff like that. You know, 
you have to sit there you have to actually sit down and play it you know and you have to throw your expectations to the side you know like you know if you're if you're if you're hype about this game like for example like the next monster Hunter game comes up i get a review copy of that i'm going to play it because number one like it's a monster Hunter game but i'm also going to set aside my fandom to make sure that i'm giving people like the honest opinion and that's something i, I feel a lot of these these game review sites and stuff like that you know do not do mm-hmm. and it, it, it's even worse when you have like a media influencer you know mm-hmm. that's that's getting paid you yeah. know from some from somebody to say what they want to say yeah it's i just uh I don't know, man. I just I don't even go to really any of these sites anymore. Like if a game looks like if it looks like fun and it interests me, I'm just going to get it like a game right now that's getting shat on by a ton of outlets or whatever. Well, two games, really. Gotham Knights. I think a lot of people think that game looks like crap from what I've seen on the Internet. I think it looks cool. I've seen I've, I've seen that, too. And uh, I've just seen outlets straight up say they're not covering uh hogwarts legacy because of you know who the fr- what the, the friend yeah and it's just the like jk rowling yeah i'm just like yeah. first of all she Ooh. probably yeah, you, oh, well, number one if you can't so brave of you i know yeah number yeah, one good yeah, for like, you. I, like good for you wow you well first of all up. like with this whole hogwarts thing i'm just gonna go ahead and say it like this like if if you can't even let your objectivity see around the fact that jk rowling is not the real the real reason why the game came out you have a problem you have a problem and i want to say that you probably are not in it like people joke about me all day long about the fact that i don't finish my video games i start playing i have a i have a metric fuck ton of video games in my backlog and stuff like that but but at least i can say i'm a gamer and i still enjoy them you know there's there's no there's no grandstanding for me huh you don't beat your games what (laughs) no he doesn't andre (laughs) what oh there's no there's no there's no grandstanding for me as far as like you know all this stuff and things like that you know like um you know like i hate you know i hate the practice of the ea and activision and all this stuff does to their staff and employee and, and you know all this stuff but i still and have games from them is you know? it, wasn't it funny like, when all this activision blizzard stuff came out by the way and everybody said let's boycott all of activision blizzard's games and two weeks later everybody was giving diablo 2 nines and tens it's the snake eating itself I'm like, at the tail. Guys, that, come that's, on. You that's can't, literally what the... Like, yeah. Go one way or the other, you know? Imagine, like, I, imagine, imagine, you know, like... I just want these people to imagine that, you know, for example, like, you know, they got caught in the wrong doing one thing, and all of a sudden people are people are saying, I will no longer make sure... I will make sure you no longer get a paycheck. That's how you guys sound to these developers, the people who actually like went to school, like put the, put the due diligence in to make the stuff that create the stuff that we love to do. <laughs> That's what you sound like. You sound like you're literally putting them out of a job because the CEO, the CEO doesn't even make the video games. <laughs> yeah. The CEO did something wrong and you're, and it's like, Oh, I, I, I got a rotten apple off the tree. I'm cutting the whole thing down. <laughs> man, it's just, I don't know, man. I just, I think, a lot of things too is like everybody feel everybody feels like they have to like stage a message when they're talking about games too. I'm like, just play the game, man. Just, just play, the game. play the game. Tell us what you think. Like, if you want to be for something or against something, that's fine. But like, don't put it into your like review unless the game like revolves around that type of situation, right? I mean, there are very clear games that revolve around certain situations in terms of like, you know, sexual orientation or like 
tell me why is is a good example, right? That ga- that whole game revolves around a transgender person. Give your opinion on that. That's great. And then tell me tell me how the game is, right? But like a game like I don't know Tetris <laughs> Effect Connected. Don't tell, don't give me, and, and this is just a hypothetical thing, right? Not, this didn't really happen, but like, don't give me a game that has nothing to do with even people. Tell me how racist it is because one of the songs used a uh, uh, Hindu hymn or something, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Which we, actually we, happened we, we in have... Little Big Planet. Now yeah, that Little I Big think Planet, about it, yeah. It happened yeah. in Little Big Planet. They had to patch the game because, or they had to delay the game because they had to take that song mm-hmm. out and patch it in when the game released or something. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I just feel like ultimately like it's going to get hard. It, well, number one, and, and you know what, as part of the bossers network, we put reviews of stuff of games and stuff of all the time. As a matter of fact, I was going to spotlight, I was going to spotlight a review from uh, my very own story here for uh, blossom tales Two a little bit later in the, um, in the, in the, uh, in the wrap up section. But uh, what are you doing, Andre? <laughs> oh, you see that shit? Sorry, <laughs> Andre went to outer space just now. <laughs> Sorry, my, I didn't think that would show up on that. Sorry, <laughs> he didn't think something on camera would show up on camera, guys. <laughs> God, thank, thank God, thank God, he didn't stand up. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I just feel like, you know, the more and more of these, the more and more of these companies are getting bought up and stuff like that, the more and more, the harder it's going to be because like we, because like, you know, like we see, we see, we see companies give like games nines and tens and game of the year awards and stuff like that. And the games, in, in my opinion, the games couldn't even like, you know, like, like, like hold a, hold, hold a glass of water, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, that's, that's the way I'm feeling and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and like that's why I think I like me personally, and like I don't want this to come across as like a whole thing, but like anybody can do what they want. But this is why I have such a hard time like reaching out and accepting codes from people now because I used to do that, and like I felt obligated to give the game something, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore because like I, st- I mean, I don't have nearly as many ins as I used to when I was with my old group, but like. You know, I still have some connections at like Yacht Club and Platonic and a couple of these other smaller developers because I know people that work there or I've worked with them before or whatever. But like, I just I don't want to do that anymore because I don't want it to, even though I think as a content creator, podcaster, writer, whatever, I've matured past that point. I don't want to have any type of influence that way anyway, you know, like. I know a lot of people were excited that the, uh, the Ghostbusters PR people were reaching out and saying, hey, influencers, come <laughs> apply to get our game. And like I applied for one for a boss rush, but I would never take that because that's I don't want to be the person to do that. You know, I want to review the games that I purchased myself. You know. And I know that's like a There's... really maybe sideways th- way of thinking that, but like. I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. I've always felt with with um, reviews in general that the, there's always an implicit bias that I, I don't care who you are, and I'll I'll take the blame for this too as well because I write reviews. Is that there's always an implicit bias that you inject of yourself into that game review because we all have a preference, we all have a 
kind of like a, you know, we all have a preference to the types of games that we play. So, you know, if I were to play Madden, you know, 2022 or 23, like I'm going to inject my implicit bias in it because I'm not, a, I'm not a football fan, but the guy down the street for me, that is a huge football fan that loves to play Madden every year may gave it a more favorable review than I am. There is no such such thing as a non-biased review these days. That's why they call them reviews, because this person's giving their personal impressions on the game. So me personally, I don't read reviews. I don't look at scores. I don't do anything like that because I want to be able to make my own decision and reach my own conclusion on something because, you know, there's games out there that get poorly reviewed that I thoroughly enjoy. And then there's games that get, you know, hugely praised and that I that I personally don't like. Mm-hmm. So I don't even bother, but uh, mm-hmm. I think to kind of circle back to this, you know, acquisition of all these uh, websites, uh, some of those websites are not going to be around much longer. I mm-hmm. can guarantee you that. Yeah, I, true. I'm pretty sure that they're going to start to consolidate a lot of their staff and consolidate a lot a, to like one singular gonna, website or two singular websites. So mm-hmm. I would be surprised. A, it's going to be the GameSpot, whole Warner Brothers Discovery thing. Yep. I, don't, so, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, GameSpot would go would go away and uh you know they moved their staff I didn't even, to another different website i didn't even know game facts was owned by like a bigger corporation i always thought game facts was like a fan it was like you know like well, a community thing it was and then cbs interactive purchased it and then ah there we go and so like all these companies used to be see this, this was the joke i made in the, the twitter chat yeah it was it was part of cbs media ventures i remember a that a lot now. of a lot of all these companies at one point were part of that cbs interactive uh, because CNET was in there. Yeah, GameSpot. Yeah. GameSpot and Giant Bomb. And, you know, they, they were sold to Red Ventures. I remember, I remember this because this was like, this now, was the I, big... now I, now I, now I get why you're saying is it like that pass around so and so. And, and this is why like half the Giant Bomb crew left is because like they were sold to Red Ventures and they just didn't want to deal with this stuff anymore. Right. It was easier to go out on their own, which, granted, if I had the following that, you know, they did, I would. <laughs> you know, that would probably be the smart move in this day and age. Uh, Corey, if you, Corey, if you abandon me, I will find you and strangle you. That's fine. (laughs) You know where I live. Um, I do. I, I think that, I think that you guys are right where a lot of these will just be folded into one or two or three things. Right. I can't see all of these sticking around much longer. Yeah. Uh, But I, I, like I don't even know how GameSpot still exists. To be honest with you, Giant Bomb I can see that's a brand. That's a that's like a I don't want to say like a prestige name, but it is like a a brand that wait. yeah, especially like the way yeah. that I mean, you think of every Let's Play you've ever seen, every like podcast you've ever listened to, like they were pretty much pioneers in all of that stuff, mm-hmm. streaming, uh, the way websites are set up, that kind of thing, like. That if Giant Bomb that name went away, there would be a lot of like mourning in the game industry, you know. Uh, but like, man, GameSpot and like GameFAQs, I guess, you know, whatever. I'm using their guide on <laughs> Link's Awakening because the Zelda Dungeon one is broken, uh, <laughs> which is a whole other thing. We'll talk about it on whatever. But I. I think that that still carries some weight too. Cause I think a lot of people, especially the older generation of media people got their start there. You know, I know a lot of IGN people got their start on game facts writing there and, uh, 
but man, some of these other ones, like some of them, I've never even heard of some of these. You know, I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that not that that means anything, but I can't imagine a lot of these uh, companies sticking around. Let me see. I'm gonna try to pull a graphic here because I don't even Metacritic. Oh boy, neat. Uh, TV Guide. You know, <sighs> TV Guide's gonna stick around. Comic Vine. Yeah, yeah. TV guys, as long as there's broadcast televisions, TV guys gonna stick around. So, all right. Well, let me see. Okay, so Game Facts, Giant Bomb, Cord Cutters, Vine, Comic Vine, TV Guide. See, I can see TV Guide and Cord Cutters moving into one thing. I can see Comic Vine being folded into GameSpot and being like a game culture type thing. So, I don't know. That's just me. I'll stop talking now. Uh, any uh, any final thoughts, guys? Um, I hope nobody no. loses their jobs over this Same. acquisition. Because yeah. you know a lot of acquisitions yeah. merging, yeah. eliminating positions and stuff like that. So that's it. Yep. All right. Um. Well, I think we can go ahead and um. And get ready to wrap it up then. <laughs> Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Oh. Oh, come on. I don't. Oh, don't encourage him. Don't. I think we both know what happens when you don't, Andre. <sighs> yep. <laughs> He's ignoring Well, me. guys. <laughs> that's our show for tonight <laughs> i want to thank everyone that, that took the time and the opportunity to hang out with us here at the crossroads uh video game podcast uh you know you guys make this thing fun you do you do really really seriously you do you know Laron, it was a good time thank you thank you sorry about the uh sorry about the technical snafus that caused us to be a half hour late sorry about that you know you're fired. Yeah. No, don't. All right, Andre. <laughs> We're getting Andre's, ourselves a Andre's new Laurent. Andre's got this next week. Andre's got this next week. <laughs> I'll start on time. Simple. And I yeah. finish my games, too. Sick. Okay, see? See? Now, now you're doing too much. Okay. <laughs> All, right, All right. Before we head out, here's how you can get connected with, uh, with, with our panel tonight. Corey, go first, man. Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on Nintendo Power Block, the Boss Rush Podcast, and a plethora of other things here on the Boss Rush Network. All right. Andre, since you have a whole bunch of stuff to say, like talk about yourself. Nah. <laughs> I'm Canadian, so no, I'm just kidding. Um, you can find me on YouTube at – I don't know if you really at on YouTube, but just – Look up Andre Wilson on YouTube. I'll pop up. I'm doing cool things. I made a video where I cloned myself, which is one of the coolest things I've ever done, ever. By the by the way, sir. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. You guys show me some things. Yeah, like that that shot. I had to film like eight times, <clears throat> and then even editing that was like a little tricky. But I will show you. It's it was a lot of fun. It was super cool. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's a short. Uh go see it also um instagram twitter at a n n d r e underscore w i l s o n follow me on both of those uh, to stay up to date with what i do with my life that's all she wrote story 
I am on the EXP cast. We're a video game podcast in the Boss Rush Network as well. You can follow me there at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EXP cast. And you can also follow me on my personal Twitter at Stoy, MKE8. All right. And as always, you can catch up with me by just looking me up social media, uh, YouTube, Twitch, or hit me up on PlayStation Network and Steam. Exodus eight zero three. That's that's the magic. That's the magic combination to go for. Uh, don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> stop. You know what? Oh, that might be the name for you my. You did alt. that to yourself. Yeah, that was that was all you. <laughs> you just get, hey, that, you, that might man. be that might be what I named my alt account. Hmm. Ooh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, don't Andre, forget. I added you to the Boss Rush Network and Friends banner at the bottom of our YouTube page. Hey, oh. So Aww, it's make it easier make to it find big you. You're one of us. One of us. <laughs> you're you're right next to Exodus eight oh three and EXP cast and blocks gaming reviews. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, and also don't forget um, Wednesday nights, uh, Boss Rush podcast and uh, and the little thing we call Boss Rush After Dark, which uh, you have to be part of the Boss Rush Network Patreon to to get early access to for that. So don't, so don't forget, um, before we head out, uh, there's a couple of things that you may want to head over to bossrush.net to check out. Um, first up, we have, we have, where is it? Where is it? I lost track of it. My bad. Uh, Brad Melville asks, readers, do you trust Nintendo to make another Star Fox game in the September 28th edition of the Boss Rush Banter? I want I'm... them to. <laughs> I want them to. They should. They shouldn't pass it off to someone else. They tried doing that, and we got Star Fox. Uh, uh, st- to be oh, fair, we got Star one. Fox. We got Star Fox uh, Adventures, Star Fox Assault, and Star Fox Adventures was great. And yeah. Star Fox Zero from Platinum. So that is true. Yeah, Zero. That's what I was thinking about. Give Ooh. us a sequel to Star Fox Adventures. I'll die happy. <laughs> Here's the thing: Star Fox Adventures, decent game bad star fox game it's like a mediocre zelda game at best yeah that's fair i can see that still fun though all right still played it all right so all right and please be sure to check out stoy's game review for blossom tales 2 the minotaur prince over the bossers uh bossers.net website right now um and lastly uh, Corey, Ed, and Lamont come together to talk about the classic Ninja Turtles uh, video games uh, it, to celebrate the release of the Cowabunga Collection uh, in the podcast. Why am I? Why am I? It's called standard definition. Right wrong. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the standard definition retro and nostalgia podcast. There we go. Uh, links links to all these topics uh, can be found in the in the live stream chat right now as we talk about it. And don't forget to also uh, head over to bossverse.net to check out more from our uh, more editorials and shows from our ever growing family of creators and contributors. Uh, I'm I'm starting to wind down. It's, it's getting sleepy time now. <laughs> Dude, it's been sleepy time for like 45 minutes okay yeah <laughs> as always you can uh you can chat with us and keep the conversation going by hitting us up on twitter at ps underscore crossroads to dish on more news events and topics while we're getting ready for the next installment of crossroads everyone this has been episode 96 of the crossroads podcast wow we're getting closer we're inching ever closer to that number 100 guys it's it's, it's exciting isn't it Yes, it is. I, I invite We're you all, all to be drunk. 
It's gonna be great. Yeah, sure I think I will be drunk. I think I'll yeah, just be I'm drunk probably, for that. You sure about that? I'm probably gonna crack open a beer. On that. Okay. Why All not? Right, we'll, All right, we'll I mean, I joined like the last quarter, but I, I'm I'm I, I'm here. You got to celebrate somehow. Like, yeah. hey, hey, I will I will be wearing sunglasses, a gecko onesie, and having a beer. If you want to see that, come on in and one of those on the all right, guys, uh, we invite you to come back and join us next week. For... After that, I don't know if they want to. Oh, my God, help for the... me. <laughs> for another all-new episode of the Crossroads, uh, Crossroads Podcast, uh, please, if you like the show, consider uh, subscribing to the channel, um, as well as uh, turning, hitting the like and turning on notifications for the next show. And always share, rate, and review us wherever you check out the audio versions of our show. As part of the Boss Rush Games family, we want you all to have a great night. And please remember to play games, be better, and don't always take every review seriously. If you feel like you want to play a video game, just go ahead and play it. Like play you it. derive your you derive your own satisfaction from whatever you do, just as long as it's a good time for you. There we go. You never know. All right, everybody. What's that? You never know. Yeah, yeah true, true. All right, everyone. That's all for us tonight. Have a good night out there, and we will catch you next time. Take care.